Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, AM 1490, KRSN, and 107.1 Los Alamos, Santa Fe. Glad to be here with you and uh, our crew, D-Dowd Musco. We got Rudy Grande. Happy spring, everybody. Glad to be here with you because there seems to be a lot going on this week politically. We're in a new season. Joe Biden's long-lost winter uh, seems to be over. The Democrats try to take a victory lap in the midst of all this, and Hope that you forget, of course, what they have done to you over the last year, from voting to shutting down your businesses to doing just about everything they possibly can. But you didn't let them forget on Saturday. You showed up en masse throughout the rest of the uh, state and did a great job in doing so. We'll have Melanie, uh, who helped organize all of that uh, on about 445 this afternoon. So looking forward to getting all the coverage as to how everything uh, landed up, as we say in New Mexico. I love it when... You know, with someone's New Mexico, when they say, get down off the car, or they're landed up. <laughs> just stuff that we say, you know, uh, you know that's true, Rudy. Yep, it is. I just, I love hearing it. Uh, I do actually love hearing it. Nothing makes you feel like home uh, quite much like the way that we speak and what we talk about and the food that we eat. Certainly that. But uh, apparently you guys have seen me in the news as of late. Uh, I got I got a lot of affection from one I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Mylon Simonich, is that correct, uh, Dowd? That's about right. Uh, I never met the man. I read him a lot. Milan, maybe? Milan. Milan. Mylon Simonich. Simonich. Yeah, I think yeah, it's easier. Yeah, hard time. But anyway, there's a lot of uh, back and forth. And Friday at 4 p.m. as we launched the show, we talked about, you know, just sort of following the rules. You know, if anything, in this year, the 2020 and 2021, what we had was moving the goalposts. It consistently happened. You might remember how they kept opening things up. Well, it's not going to be 30 days. Now we can vote 60 days. Now you don't have to show up. Now we're going to go ahead and send you the absentee ballot, even though you didn't request one. I mean, it it just consistently got, and all of a sudden we had 80 million people. I mean, I think in the state of Nevada alone, I think there were like 45 or 50,000 ballots. Remember, one in ten people move every single year. Pay attention to that real estate set, because that's really important. One in ten people move every single year. That's according to Tigo and Tracy. When, when they said that, I'm like, huh, that stands to reason. So all these absentee ballots went to these residences, and there was no voter verification of what was happening. So people send them back, and voila, there it is. Joe Biden's your president, and you're not very happy with that. Nobody is. I don't even think Democrats at this point are like, who the hell did we just elect... What what are we doing? I mean, to watch him, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, is watching him ascend a flight of stairs for him to get onto Air Force One. I couldn't watch it. It was so disastrous. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this man is not fit for office. Like, what is he doing in office? So the point I'm trying to make is it's important that we follow the rules. Rules are set federally for elections. Uh, and now I'm not talking about H.R. 1 where it's, uh, you know... Come one, come all. Anybody can cast a ballot, and you're automatically registered. And if you don't let anyone vote, you're racist. That's essentially what they're trying to establish with HR1, which will put Democrat domination eternally here on this great country of ours right now, 244 years in. Here, here's what I 
am focused on, and that's the FEC rules because I'm involved in an election, CD1, which the primary will take place uh, this Saturday, I believe, at 10 a.m. So we fired that off. That immediately got the chairman, Steve Pierce, onto another radio show. He's not going to come on here, even though I aired the, the, uh, the man for seven years. Remember, uh, the Congressional Review, I consistently carried it on my program. We heard Steve Pierce every every Saturday at 2 o'clock. We've been playing it forever, you know. It, no, I've never charged him for a single time of any of that kind of stuff. It's just something that we run as a community service. <laughs> yeah, I, I really did say that. I just really, really, really said that. Okay. No, I was just surprised that you, 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 do, you do a lot of community service type things that people don't know about. But, yeah. boy, not a lot of gratitude from the beneficiary of one of those community no, service projects. No, And uh, this morning it got featured amongst eight candidates, uh, five of which are completely and totally illegal, and they didn't even know that. In fact, it is the chairwoman, or excuse me, the executive director's job, as well as the chairman and the first vice chair, to let those candidates know that they're out of compliance. At the very least... At the very least, they should be checking and make, making sure that they're compliant. Since they're letting anybody into the race, all you had to do is go ahead. I mean, anybody who's listening to my voice right now, you can go and you can, as you're, if you're a registered Republican, you can go and jump in the race today. It, anybody. It, there's nothing that needs to be done other than an FEC filing. That's really all that we're talking about. So, uh, Nikki Kern, is that, did I get that right, Rudy? Mm-hmm. I'm always worried about uh, pronouncing because it looks like Nike. And she is no longer with the GOP. So we're a week away. She's no longer with the GOP as of Friday night after we sent our email. Is she so the much. one who just got hired a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. Just ask her. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a straight up question. I mean, yeah. so she's, she's hired and now she's gone. She's like, oh, I'm out. I can't deal with these uh, emails and everything else that seems to be coming out of... Um, Eddie's camp. So, that was about calling out the simple rule, and the rule is whether or not you're a candidate who's testing the waters, or whether you're a candidate who's actually a candidate, okay? So you can't be a candidate if you're testing the waters. You're just testing the waters. All right, so Mark Moore's qualified Sunday morning. I looked up. Now he's on the FEC flight. You're welcome, Mark. You're welcome. Anybody else need to go ahead and register. Ronnie can't be a candidate because he's 15 days out, and he's been expressing himself as a candidate. Jared Vanderson can't be a candidate. Uh, Michaela Chavez can't be a candidate. And then these other two, I don't even know who the heck these people are. They're also on there listed as candidate. So I cited the statutes, and I'm going to have Dowd put them out there for all our regulars. These, these went out to the state central committee. So if we're actually running a good party, we're making sure that all of our candidates are compliant. Because on the other side... All the Democrat candidates that are compliant, they all registered with the FEC. They've been on there for a while, and you can't raise money until you're registered with the FEC. That's a little thing about. And so I was absolutely, like, taken aback when I'm getting correspondence from Milan Simonich, and he's telling me that the first chairman, Robert Aragon, he's not related to me, by the way, is putting out to him, let me read this to you. And, and this just threw me for an incredible loop. Because I, I could not even fathom this conversation. So I'm sending him information. I said, I'm at a rally. I hired the FEC compliance from the beginning. Why is following the law such a hard thing to do? I literally wrote that to him. He's like, well, why can't we just follow the FEC law? 
Isn't that what the party's supposed to do, is making sure that everybody's compliant? Paul Nathan, that's my comms director, I'm out until after 2, and he says, Mylan says, I can't deal with a surrogate on this. I have your position, so you know, Robert Aragon's defense is an oddity. No one is a candidate yet. What? No one is a candidate yet? He says, a candidate will be selected Saturday. I said, candidates are competing for the GOP nomination, Mylan says. More semantics follow. Clear as mud. There you go. Arguing and defending your position all the way until the very end. A mistake. Robert's an attorney. Here's what's worse about all this. This stuff is actually pretty easy to cite here locally. Okay? And Dowd's going to put this information out because they'll have to be compliant. This actually happened back in 1998 because then... Um, Congressman Schiff, who passed away, and then we brought in Heather Wilson. And this is very, very important, and this email just went out shortly, okay? Uh, I said, I've been hearing from a number of people on citing specific statutes to back your claim. Across the country, I've had this question as when someone is a candidate before testing the waters. Here's the write-up on testing the waters. Let me read this. Before deciding to campaign for federal office, an individual may want to, quote, test the waters. In other words, explore the feasibility of becoming a candidate. An individual who spends money merely to test the waters but not to campaign for office. You'd ask the other people who have been campaigning whether or not they've ever described themselves as a candidate, and you can't because it's in letters, it's in emails. It's even put out by the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. Each one of these people is candidates. Literally stating they're candidates. You can't say that someone's a candidate and then say, we don't have any candidates. You guys confused yet? You should be. Here's the link to the rest of the write-up. And I put that in there for testing the waters, and it's really interesting because what you start to see is you start to see this pattern emerge of very clearly we used to have a chairman by the name of John Dendel who came out, and it was so incredible that you're like, okay, we've crossed this bridge once before. Here's the statue going back to 1998 in that. And it clearly writes directly from John Dendel as he asked the FEC for clarity in all this because you get in these special elections and things become a little bit muddy in all this. And he says, the proposed generic activities, expenditures for telephone, television, radio, direct mail, fine. But here they write and they cite it. Federal election law states that a candidate is quote-unquote clearly identified when A, the name of the candidate appears, B, a photograph or drawing of the candidate appears, and C, the identity of a candidate is apparent by unambiguous reference. See USC section 431-18, cited very clearly. Now, the minutia and the headaches that are created by me having to prove my point and clean this up uh, has resulted in countless hours of my own having to demonstrate to people something that they could easily look up for themselves. The FEC, especially our compliance attorney, could immediately look at this information and say, they're not a candidate, they can't be on the ballot, period, if they're not registered with what? The FEC. There's no gray area in any of this. And what really angers me in all this is why this is even an argument or a discussion. Because this doesn't need to be. We should be focused on the race. We should be focused on policy. We should be focused on platforms. And there should have been a rigid 
entry for uh, any of these candidates, not just registering for the FEC, but all candidates who want to run need to be called by such and such a date. You need discipline, you need order, you need organization. Well, let me tell you how bad it is right now. And remember, I lost the GOP chairmanship by one vote. One vote after a minute, an hour and 56 minutes of counting those votes. And I'll tell you, this is not organized. This is not discipline. And this is easily things that we could be looking up. We can't just run roughshod like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We're just going to go ahead and run the election the way we want to do it because that's the way we're going to do it. No. That's what the Democrats have done for the last year or two years. They've been rewriting election. We don't just get to rewrite things. There's actually laws on the books that we have to follow. And it's amazing to me how we're calling out the Secretary of State, who is, by every account, probably the mo- one of the most politically motivated individuals in this entire country, much less our state, and that is Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. And then you see what's happening with Michelle Lujan Grisham and the rest. How do we call these people out if we can't even get our own house in order? That's just an easy thing to say. What's hard about crossing these T's, dotting these I's, and just getting just basic semblance uh, things going? How about caring enough to actually go out and do the work so I don't have to go out and do it for you? And Mylon Simonich, or Simonich, excuse me, I, I, I hate messing up people's names, but I definitely want to get him. He offered me the opportunity to have a conversation with him, and he providing that little nugget of information, yet he did not publish it. Instead, it was a one-man diatribe about how I'm fighting with the party. When that's not the case, I'm simply pointing out easily what is the baseline standard for us to go ahead and achieve some sort of compliance with actual law. You're going to hire a lawman, a congressman? Shouldn't that person be abiding by law? Shouldn't that be per- shouldn't that be person? Uh, that person be interested in the position way early and, and say, you know, I'm preparing for this. I registered. I'm on board. I've got a website. I've got all these things. I'm raising money. You know, we've hired a compliance officer. We've got a campaign manager. We've got someone who is uh, doing our comms directing. Like, that's a campaign. That's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. But instead, now we're saying, no, no one's a candidate. This is why the GOP continues to lose year after year after year after year. We don't just get to do what we want. We do what we're supposed to do so we can call out the other side. So we can let them know, yeah, we're above board, we're on time, and we're ready to go. How about you? Here's where we're beating you. Here, 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 and here. That doesn't make me a bad person for pointing out something to everybody else. In fact, I'm helping those very people who, quote-unquote, are breaking the law to unbreak the law. And I'll put it this way. And I know Dowd, you know, he's different on immigration than I am. But I'll say this, because I've, I've told many people this very comparison, and they all agree with it right away. I don't believe in asylum. I don't believe in asylum for refugees or political people who are choosing to break the law on their first entry to come into this country. How do we grant those people citizenship status here in our country if the very first thing that they did was break a law to come into this country. We wouldn't be a nation of laws, and that's exactly what's happening right this instant. We have a crisis in this country because 
suddenly it's okay to go ahead and take the state legislature and approve a Schedule One drug so we can go ahead and approve it. That's still breaking the law. Anywhere else you go with that, well, you know, New Mexico's okay with lawbreakers, and it's okay to go ahead and legalize pot and all this stuff. Federally, it's still a Schedule One drug. Crossing the border without papers or without doing it properly, going through the process, it's still breaking the law. When are we going to start looking at that? How we can do better overall as a society. And I hate to, you know, put on my little civics hat here and feel like I'm teaching class, but we're never going to be any better if we're gravitating towards those very quote-unquote values that Nancy Pelosi says that she has. She said, oh, we're values-based. Well, I can see anything that values is based. I got an unbelievable video from Project Veritas. Have you seen that video? Where you have these people who are migrants who are wrapped in tin foil. That's the problem with breaking the law. Right there. So be paying attention to this race. I certainly hope that... Uh, Someone at some point, anybody, I don't really care at this point, really only two candidates uh, who are official, and that's Mark Moores and Elisa Martinez, come to debate me uh, on the radio. They're welcome to go ahead and do that. At the very least, that's what they owe the voters, uh, an honest and open debate on the issues. Uh, I've I've, uh, raced out, what, 13, 14 different policies that we've cultivated, contrived, and put there, and uh, we're ready to talk about uh, the issues. This is a very winnable seat. Make no mistake about it. You'll be very surprised who's going to end up coming out of the Democrat Party. That's all I can tell you right now, okay? But based upon the murmurs I'm hearing from the inside, let me tell you, they are not going to have a strong candidate. This is our race. I'm going to phrase it this way. This is our race to lose. You go back to Redmond, we won that race. Go back to Wilson when she first got in, won that race. Both of those special elections. This can be done. And if someone's going to come and tell you, I can raise the money, I can, you don't have time, honey, to raise the money, okay? And if you only got 26% to Mark Ronchetti's 53% in the Senate, I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to compete quite the way that you think you are. I have an entire radio station. I have multimedia. I have Roku. I have Fire. I have Apple TV. I'm on every platform. I podcast every single day. I broadcast every single day. I talk incessantly on all the issues, and I've been here fighting the fight every single day. I didn't just show up last Wednesday. I didn't show up last Monday. I've been here every single day. And you are welcome to my platform for you to go ahead and pivot and come and tell our audience, which is all conservatives, and about to get even bigger because the people want to hear. But nobody will approach me on that. No one will take me up on any of those offers. It's just me, again, just being very generous, right? Or I might be up to something. We've got a fantastic uh, show lined up for you today. We're going to get through that. I think the first thing that we do need to talk about is immigration. We've got some interesting audio that is coming in. And uh, I could not be more disappointed right now in the way that we are handling the immigration situation uh, they are contradicting themselves. We'll show you the audio. We'll do that when we return right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, AM 1490 KRSN, Santa Fe, and 107.1 Los Alamos. And Oh, I guess our YouTube feed dropped off. All right, it's time to, I'm telling you, I'm probably getting kicked off of YouTube. The best thing to do is just go to rockoftalk.tv. I really don't care about YouTube. 
So I'm not going to go back and uh, let's see if we're even set up on that. Yeah, there says I'm broadcasting on YouTube, but I don't know. Dowd will pull it up and see if he can do it. But I don't care about YouTube. That's why we have entirely our own platform, just like your president does, right? He's in two to three months. He's going to have his his own social network, and I can't wait to join Donald Trump's social network. Whatever that's going to be, I know it's going to be great. Maybe him and uh, Mike Lindell will get together to go and put that together. And I think that'll be something great, a place for conservatives to finally congregate back and forth. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad, and the Candy Lady, a national landmark, and an Old Town anchor for almost 40 years, right here at 424 San Felipe, and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad, and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, 
We use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Breakfast and lunch at Sunny Side Up. You know, it just doesn't get any better. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like dot com. All right, it is time that we put things together. We're going to start with the weather. Looks like it's going to be a really nice day in Los Alamos. I can tell you right now, partly cloudy skies, 42 degrees, 59 in Corrales, and 57 here at the Rock of Talk. Now, traffic-wise, Eubank northbound, under 10 miles an hour coming away from Kirtland Air Force Base. Basically, Chico to I-40 is the worst part of that drive. And if you're on I-25 northbound right before San Antonio, that stall, that's pretty popular exit, so that's what's causing a little bit of a tentative drive there. This traffic report brought to you by Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche, with the biggest humidor in the southwest. That has the biggest selection of blends and prices. All right, I got to tell you, they got some really fancy, classy pipes as well, tobacco that goes along with it. Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. With that, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 431 is really goes to handle a phone call right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, AM 1490 KRSN, 107.1 Los Alamos, Santa Fe. So I told you just about how bad we look on the world stage. We'll get to that to start our 5 o'clock hour because China, Russia, we're starting wars with everyone. We're throwing our weight around like actually people care. And I know, Dowd, you're laughing, but uh, the buffoonery of the United States uh, talking about dropping a few levels. Um, China's scolding us every which way but loose. And there's good reason uh, uh, for this. And I'm going to jump into something that, you know, I think that a lot of people should be paying attention to, but they're clearly not. If you can watch our top ten, we put this out every single day. We spend an awful lot of time doing it so that you guys have the information that you need, and you guys don't need to pay attention to anything else. Because the reality that, that is out there is something that, uh, well, we'll just let you uh, be the judge. This is from ABC News, and uh, ABC News uh, put this out, and I think they were even surprised because a migrant asked why she brought her child to the United States. And ABC sat there and listened to it, and they're absolutely stunned by her answer. Take a listen. America. We walked into Juarez, Mexico, a city racked with violence, to find Ophelia and her 10-year-old son, now headed back to Guatemala after being sent back to Mexico. The reason she risked everything... She said she heard that because of President Biden, she would be welcome. And joining me now is the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayork. Okay, so you got to listen here, okay? She, the, these journalists are becoming journalists again, all of a sudden. They're like, well, we got to step up to the plate and actually do our job. Before, we're just opinionated people who really hated our president. And here is uh, Mayorka. I think he passed with, what, 54 votes, if I'm not mistaken, on the uh, Senate floor. Take a listen to this. 
office. Good morning, Mr. Secretary. I want to start right there. We heard the sheriff say it, the governor say it, and the migrants I spoke to say it. They are coming across because they believe they will be welcomed under the Biden administration. You said yourself three weeks ago, we're not saying don't come, we're saying don't come now. President Biden had a stronger message later, but the messages are mixed at best, Mr. Secretary. Martha, good morning. Uh, the message is quite clear. Do not come. Uh, the border is... What have you been hearing? What have you been hearing since the very beginning? It's like, come in. We'll welcome you. And now he's saying, well, uh, do not come. Watch how he has to restate his position. Is closed. The border is secure. We are expelling uh, families. We are expelling single adults. All right, so if Donald Trump was saying that, we are expelling families, we're expelling, we're putting kids in cages, we're separating them. Like, all that is what you're really hearing. I'm like, well, I guess uh, Mayorkas can say this, but Trump couldn't say any of these things. Under um, the CDC's authority, under Title 42 of the United States Code, because we are in the midst of a pandemic, and that is a public health uh, imperative. We are encouraging children not to come. Now is not the time to come. Do not come. The journey is dangerous. We are building safe, orderly, and humane ways to address the needs of vulnerable children. Do not come. I, I, I know you're trying to get that message out now, but your team was also briefed by career professionals at DHS during the transition about the possibility of this crisis. You yourself say we, were, we are on pace to have one of the largest migrant surges in 20 years. Why were you not prepared for this? Martha, let me, let me be clear. We can't even restate it because he does not know what to say. He was just clear, and now he's going to try and go back over something that she's calling him out on. One of the rare times we're seeing journalism these days. Rare times, that's all I can say. And he's having we to respond a second time. Uh, large numbers of migration in the past. Uh, we know how to address it. We have a plan. We are executing on our plan, and we will succeed. This is... Testy. All right, so it gets a little bit better here. All right, so I'm going to move on to that same Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Mayorkas, just so you can see the contrast in all this. And watch how it goes. Remember, if we built the wall, if we were doing what we were doing while Donald Trump was president, we wouldn't be having these surges. We put that to bed. We put that to rest. Everybody's clamoring because we can't handle this. And now we're in the midst of a pandemic. That doesn't seem to stop them at all. So let's continue. Here's my Arcus part two. How can you say the border is closed if there is this, what some would look at as a loophole? And I understand on humanitarian grounds, but if, if the goal is to get these asylum seekers to, to seek the asylum in home country, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, um, for instance, um, how do you get them to do that if our policy is to let them in at the border. 
So, Chuck, we have a short-term plan, a medium-term plan, and a long-term plan, and the President uh, and I have spoken to this uh, repeatedly. Uh, please remember uh, something, that uh, President Trump dismantled the orderly, humane, and efficient way of allowing children to make their claims under United States law in their home countries. He when all else fails... Blame the previous guy for your inability to do your job. The reason that they're coming here is because, as you clearly heard from the woman and her child coming from Guatemala to risk their lives, is because Biden said that they could come. That's the whole reason she's going to make that 3,500-mile trek on foot to go ahead and do that. That's crazy. And dismantled the Central American Miners Program. So we are rebuilding those orderly and safe processes as quickly as possible. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we will not expel into the Mexican desert, for example, three orphan children whom I saw over the last two weeks. We just won't do that. Did I just hear in the previous segment as we put that together, did we not just hear... The very same man said that they will expel and send them back. Did I mishear something? I'm, I might be going crazy. This doesn't have a chance to pass on the Senate floor either. It doesn't look good. because, Or excuse me, on the House floor. And they're trying to do whatever they possibly can to go ahead and get this amnesty passed. And it doesn't matter how much of a good idea that you think it is. It's not going to work. Because they are not going to approve it on the House floor. Democratic amnesty bills face an uphill House and Senate battle in the midst of all this. And, and I have to say, when you start to look at our record of being so politically correct that we will do something that's even against our own interests, and I should, dare I say, their own interests. I mean, what we're seeing right now uh, between Nancy Pelosi and the rest of these um, politicians up in Washington, we're, we're watching them talk at both out of both sides of their mouth, while they're trying to maintain some sort of agenda that they have. This will not be able to pass. Here's the clip right here. Sorry for the little uh, blip right here. This is the Democratic amnesty bill facing that uphill battle. This is uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I'm sure uh, Ben Ray Lujan's going to have a lot to do with this uh, as well. And uh, this also features Chip Roy, uh, who's talking, and he's uh, a Texas representative, who's talking a lot about this uh, uh, border battle, which... It's been pretty, pretty, pretty insane. But convincing Republican senators who share the same concerns as their House colleagues won't be easy. Guys, we need to secure the border of the United States. You're passing legislation that is a magnet from $7,000 a head. And you are making the system worse. The migrants that we're seeing at the border, this is a massive crisis. They took the Biden, they took Joe Biden at his word when he said we have open borders. They are coming. A group of Republican senators led by Ted Cruz and John Cornyn are touring the Texas-Mexico border next week. Both Cruz and Cornyn have been vocal critics of Biden's border handling, but Democratic leadership is dismissing GOP calls for a wall and security reinforcements. The Biden administration has this under control. It will take, it is changed and it will take some time, but it is values based. It's a tough road ahead. There you go. Does this sound like it's under control? Does this sound values based? Does this sound like it's uh, agreeing to the law? It certainly uh, does not uh, do that, but there we are. The border crisis, uh, there in a nutshell, from the Department of Homeland Security. 
Mayorkas, uh, who's talking out of both sides of his mouth, and they're still trying to achieve that agenda because ultimately it's all about controlling the election. And uh, this is part and parcel to H.R. 1 as well. 442, back and forth. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hey, Rock of Talk listeners, do you know what's on the Rock of Talk app? The Rock of Talk TV, Rock of Talk podcast, Rock of Talk news, weather, alarm, and more. Download it now at rockoftalk.com. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Avocado toast, chicken avocado omelet, and any of Sunny Side Up's healthy, tasty lunch choices. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's the place I like.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci. Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. 
It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Lots of sun right now, but tomorrow lots of clouds and even a chance of snow late in the day and snow on Wednesday as well. Kind of a weird start to spring, but here we are nonetheless. It looks like a pretty, well, we're going to call it a partly cloudy sky at the Santa Ana Star. 59 degrees, 58 at the VA Hospital, and 57 here at the Rock of Chalk. All right, a couple of slow spots in the valley. As you make your way south on State Road 47, that's right after you peel off of I-25 southbound. Uh, right in front of the um, the Isleta Pueblo, looks like we have a stalled car, and they're just trying to get that over to the right shoulder now. So just know that that's there so you don't come, you know, you don't run into something uh, in terms of the slow traffic uh, without knowing about it. If you drive on uh, Broadway, I'm sorry, on uh, uh, Rio Bravo westbound, it's going to be slow from 2nd westbound on uh, Rio Bravo over to Broadway. And looks like they've got everything cleared up on I-25 northbound before San Antonio. The stall is gone. This traffic report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Sun's up, and we need to be going to Sunny Side Up. I saw a lot of people there this weekend with the Lobo T-shirts. You know, you get 10% off every Saturday when you go to Sunny Side Up wearing any Lobo gear. And with that, we're up to date. Now let's dive on into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 447 here. And you had a successful weekend along with all the rest of the conservatives uh, throughout the rest of the state. And uh, the one person who was putting this together along with uh, her team, Sarah Smith and various other people, was Melanie Rubin. And she joins us live. Right here in the Kiva, Melanie. Congratulations. Hey, Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm glad to hear you, and I'm glad to see all of those uh, stalwart patriots. Uh, we hit a number of different cities. Cruces, Albuquerque, Roswell, Santa Fe, Silver City, Rio Rancho, Deming, Edgewood. They turned out in force. What, uh, t- tell us about the feedback. Well, we had a great time, um, and I'm getting... Are you hearing feedback from me? Uh, no, I can hear you clearly. It's, uh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, people out in eight different cities, and we had about 600 folks out rallying this weekend. We actually had a great time. Everybody got along great, and uh, lots of different groups showing up together, different belief systems across the political spectrum, everybody in agreement that they want to see the lockdown ended. How was the media coverage? Fair? Not fair? Well, we actually had a lot of coverage. You know, we had sent out a lot of press releases, and so we had coverage from in Albuquerque, Cruces, Silver City, Roswell. Um, You know, in Albuquerque, we had Channel 4, Channel 13 did stories, and Channel 7 was out, but I haven't seen the Channel 7 story, so I'm not sure if they decided not to do that. And we were on TV and in the print media in Cruces and in print in Roswell. So uh, we were we were grateful that the media showed up. 
and uh, good stories. Yeah, I think okay. it's important to get that coverage, uh, at least mm-hmm. getting it out to uh, what we'll consider mainstream audience, although I think that we're more mainstream. I think there's more people now that want to end the lockdown. There's more people now that want to open things back up. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. talking earlier to one of my friends, and uh, I need to be looking at this because that uh, cost of doing business, a restaurant doesn't make any money if it's 25% shut down or 75% shut down or 75% open. There is this a break-even point that's out there. And, you know, we have probably ended up somewhere in in, in Seattle, about 35% of all of the businesses, uh, the restaurants out there, are, are likely went under. Uh, they right. don't have an actual count on any of this, and I would imagine that probably Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico is probably the same. And if that was an actual headline to put out there, that's something that we could really start to talk about and talk about the governor, her malfeasance, and her inability to do her job, uh, which is to protect the state of New Mexico. Uh, we have now shown, as we've dem- demonstrated several times, uh, Dowd and I here in the Kiva, that this lockdown has only exacerbated situation out there. It hasn't helped it. It's hurt us uh, tremendously. And I know a lot of people out there rallying feel the very same. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I I was driving down Central after the rally and just looking at all the stores and restaurants that are actually closed and boarded up. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, you know, it's, it starts to move towards a little bit of a ghost town with all the businesses that have had to shut. Of course, in, in, in Knob Hill, that was following on ART, so the sort of double, double whammy with ART and then COVID. But it's true all over the place that that's, that's happening, that businesses are closing. So that was the unifying theme. You know, I mean, there were people at this rally who have their different perspectives on what, what's going on, but the unifying theme was no more lockdown and give people a choice. Let people take their own personal responsibility for staying safe or doing what they feel is necessary, and let's open up this state. All the states around us are much more opened up than we are. They certainly are. Uh, Melanie, what's next for uh, this movement, this group, the the patriots here in this state? What is what is the next thing that we're going to be out there doing, and how are we going to continue to make our voices heard? you know, beyond this microphone, beyond this radio station, but out over in the community uh, where people need to hear this uh, 24-7? It's a great question. And actually, right after I get off with you, we have a meeting to discuss just that, what we learned from this, what's next. I think there will be more rallies in store, but we're also putting together an education campaign. Okay. One of, one of the wonderful things that came out of this weekend was we connected with a lot more folks. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot more people in our network to reach out to. We have a lot more fingers to go out into all the communities around the state because every person who was there is connected to a lot more people. And so we have a bigger outreach network now. So we're going to be putting together an education campaign and, and, and mobilizing more people around the state. You know, each, each action allows for a geometric growth in information. So... Um, this was very successful in that way. So this is uh, some political action that's going on. Um, are you going to, and I'm sure you've already, you're very well put together, your team is very well put together, obviously the coordination and stuff, but could this turn uh, potentially into something where people can financially support you as well uh, and some of the pieces of all this, and if so, how can people help? 
Wow, that's a great question. Um, we're already raising funds for lawsuits that New Mexico Stands Up is doing against, uh, there's a lawsuit against um, the governor for the lockdown. Right. And there's a lawsuit against the CDC. There's a lawsuit against Onyana County for a mandatory mandating vaccination for first responders. So we're already raising funds for those efforts because, of course, those legal campaigns are expensive, even yeah. though we have lawyers that are dedicated and are working virtually at cost. Yeah. Um, so there is opportunity to go to the NMFA website to donate. It's okay. nmfa.us and um, also the New Mexico Stands Up website, which is nmstandsup. Work. Well, thanks for all that you do. Thanks for what you guys did this weekend. I look forward to the next opportunity uh, to visit with you and hear about the next exciting thing because uh, this was awesome. It's what we needed. It's really our first time gathering uh, since the lockdown. I, th- I don't think many people really noted that. You know, this is a real rally. There have been several people who have been trying to do things and good groups, great turnouts. Uh, that have been happening up in, in Santa Fe. You know, we, of course, have Rebecca and Natalie here. They're great at uh, motivating that. They brought in, uh, I think, over 2,500 and Peach MLG uh, signatures that have come in. We're over 16,000 of that now, and I almost feel like I should uh, put you in touch with that, that portion of it because uh, the way that we have this written up from the attorneys that we use to draft this up was talking about the very thing, uh, the malfeasance, and uh, did the governor hurt us more than help us? And you're seeing in Gavin Newsom what's happening in California. They're going to be through that count by April 24th of next month. Uh, Cuomo, uh, thank God there's political will within the Democrat Party there. They're pushing back. I mean, these are things that we need to make happen to let people know that you don't have to sit there and take it and do every single thing that they're telling you to do without having to prove it. I think we would have all been more compliant and would have been willing to do this the next time and the next time and the next time had this been something that wasn't uh, capricious and and sort of, uh, you know, whimsical. And I think that's the way that they approach this entire thing, and they shouldn't have done that because many other states that have higher population densities uh, and even some states in the nearby uh, area, South Dakota naming one, uh, Utah, Nebraska, these are states that never hit their lockdown. We decided to go to lockdown. We had far more uh, infections per 100,000 than any of the three states that I just mentioned. And I think that we need to uh, realize next time that we're not going to accept that lockdown. And unfortunately, our legislature, as you know, uh, didn't uh, vote to remove her emergency powers. Uh, right, Dad? Did I get that correct? There was nothing removed. You had even Democrats endorsing that bill, but it did not pass. Yeah, and I think we got to get to that. There's too much power in the executive, uh, Melanie, here in the state of New Mexico. Yes, and people across the country are starting to push back. I mean, these rallies happened also all over the U.S. on March 20th. They happened all over the world in 40 countries. And I just today saw that in uh, L.A. County there's now a lawsuit um, because uh, vaccination was mandated for teachers, the the second largest school school system in the country, and so they're bringing a lawsuit too. So. People are starting to push back. Wow. Great work, Melanie. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here and making the time for us here in the Kiva. Thank you so much, Eddie. All Have right. a great evening. Good, good stuff here. I mean, it's just a, 
a team effort, a concerted effort. They put it all together, and uh, we're glad to be bring you the before, the during. Uh, if you saw Dowd and Rudy and I, uh, or after, it was uh, a sight to behold uh, for certain. People speaking up and standing up uh, for their rights. Back after the top of the hour, Fox News. Fellas, flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at The Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos. To set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. It's not yet clear how many people were hurt. The suspect is reportedly in custody. Governor Jared Polis tweeted a short time ago that he is closely watching the event and that his prayers are with his fellow Coloradans in this time of grief. The AstraZeneca vaccine against COVID-19 is showing promising results in a U.S. trial. If it gets approved, it would be the fourth vaccine available in the U.S. White House Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci says Americans should get a vaccine as soon as they can. The vaccines, all of them have a very good track record. But CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky warns Americans should not let their guard down and should continue to follow guidelines to minimize the chance of becoming infected.
The state of Nevada has settled an opioid-related lawsuit for $45 million. When drug maker Purdue Pharma was settling opioid-related claims against it in bankruptcy court, documents showed they had worked with McKinsey. The company was advising them on how to more effectively sell prescription drugs. Nevada's attorney general said if they had stayed in the settlement deal with 47 other states, D.C., and five territories, they would have only collected $7 million. McKinsey settled with the larger group of states and territories for $573 million. After the deal with Nevada, the company said in a statement that the settlement contains no admission of wrongdoing or liability and that they believe their past work was lawful. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. By a vote of 68 to 29, the Senate has confirmed Boston Mayor Marty Walsh as Labor Secretary. This is the final cabinet position that needed to be filled. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. To find your balance, keep riding. And if you stop, put your feet down so you don't fall. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Businesses that run like clockwork establish routines they trust. That's why over a million companies rely on Cintas. We'll help you protect employees and customers with essential safety supplies. Inspect your fire protection systems and devices. Hygienically launder your uniforms. And keep you well-stocked with the leading hand sanitizers and disinfecting wipes. Learn how Cintas can help you open your doors with confidence. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. The Supreme Court will take another look at the sentence of the Boston Marathon bomber. The justices have agreed to consider reinstating Jokar Tsarnaev's death sentence, which was thrown out by an appeals court last year. Tsarnaev admitted to helping his brother set off two bombs at the Boston Marathon in 2013, killing three people and injuring hundreds more. In overturning the sentence, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit ruled the judge at his trial did not do enough to ensure an unbiased jury. The Supreme Court will take up the case this fall. President Biden, a devout Catholic, has vowed to try to end the death penalty. Rachel Sutherland. Fox News. More than one and a half million people went through airport security yesterday, the largest number since the pandemic began, according to the TSA. It's the 11th straight day that the agency has screened more than one million people, and airline executives say they've seen an increase in bookings during the last few weeks, but they say passenger traffic is still below 2019 levels. A major donut chain offering incentives to people who get the COVID vaccine. Anyone who gets the COVID vaccine can now also get a free Krispy Kreme glazed donut just by showing up in person with their vaccination card. And they can do it every day for the rest of the year. No purchase required. The company saying whatever little things brands can do to help Americans make it past the pandemic is a good thing. The chain, which is not requiring vaccinations, is also giving employees up to four hours of paid time off to get their vaccine doses. Some other companies supporting workers who get vaccinated with paid time off or gift cards include Target, Dollar General, Kroger, and Publix. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Microsoft says it will begin bringing its employees back to the office in suburban Seattle March 29th. More than 5,000 people work in the company's headquarters in Redmond, Washington, 15 miles east of Seattle. Wall Street and Al gained 103. I'm Lee Silatera. This is Fox News. 
second hour, and we're going to put things together starting with the weather. It looks like uh, snow is on its way. I know a little different than this weekend. It was great what? this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Snow? Snow tomorrow night and into Wednesday, and a high chance of it, too, they say. And pretty significant amount, even inside of Albuquerque, they say. Right now, it is mostly cloudy in Santa Fe, 44 degrees, 58 in Los Ranchos, and 57 here throughout Catoc. Sorry, that's Los Ranchos de Albuquerque. All right, what do we have on the roads? Not too far from Los Ranchos on Unser Boulevard, northbound. You're under 10 miles an hour from Rust Medical Center all the way up to Southern. That's just that one lane on each side of the fence to get by on through the construction. We've got still slow traffic on Rio Bravo westbound coming off I-25. You're under 10 miles an hour from I-25 to 2nd Street. And this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, companion care at reasonable rates. And they will do lots of great things that your folks need. Household services, meal preparation, mobile assistance, cognitive assistance. Amazing people always there to help. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as paid clients. And you can connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. We are up to date. Let's dive in to the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600 KIVA, AM 1490 KRSN, Santa Fe, 107.1 Los Alamos, glad to be here with you, hour number two, and I thought we would just jump right into our embarrassment on stage as we wait for Donald Trump to speak, I believe his second time. Um, he actually has one more appearance than uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I think people should probably look at this. Uh, but he's going to be on with... Now, I don't know if I have rights for Newsmax, because I have everything, all the rights for anything I want to do with Fox, right? Right. But Fox is not getting the lineups. They're not getting anything going on right now. They don't get... You know, the big appearances, it's just not happening. I'm just not seeing it. Um, I'm normally clued in with an email or a little primer, a stinger that comes in and says, hey, 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 here's who we're going to have. And I used to get those all the time. Trump's going to be on here. Trump's going to be on there. Ted Cruz, I mean, it'd be something. I just am not getting it anymore. So I'm assuming that all this stuff is just coming straight out of other places. Uh, I'd love to see, I guess, the ratings, the streaming. Uh, It's a lot of people. You can stream our app, our entire show, right there, rockoftalk.tv. You don't need, you do not need to go to YouTube anymore. Uh, we have been deplatformed off of YouTube, right? They're not running our stuff live anymore. Can't find it now. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're toast on YouTube as we knew that was going to come. But that's okay. You can get us on Amazon Fire. You can get us on Apple TV. And you can, of course, uh, get us on uh, Roku, which is pretty awesome. And then you can get us on our app at abq.fm or Rock of Talk TV. So anyway, you can watch, listen, uh, a massive number of people have transferred from online listening to online watching, which is kind of cool uh, as well. But uh, 550, 50, 500, if you want to go ahead and, and text in. And we're going to start here because, oh, let's go back to the election. Let's think about Hunter Biden. There is a, a film coming out about Hunter Biden. Um, you're aware of that, right, Doubt? Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. Was the director talking about having some distribution issues or... or? well. It's going to come out. <laughs> there is a movie Can't called The Dissident, and I want you to watch it, okay? And it's about Khashoggi and how he was murdered by the Saudi prince, and you have to watch it. And I oftentimes think about, well, I totally understand what Khashoggi was going through because he was speaking out against the powers that be. 
And I got referred to in an article yesterday by Mylon Simonich, which I'm set on the dissident. Now, I actually like the fact that he said that because you're speaking out and it shows that you're anti-establishment. And that's key. If we're going to ever affect change or want to improve on anything, you got to be a dissenter. you got to be, <laughs> to fight the dissonance, you got to be a dissident. It's just the way that, that it is. And we saw this China problem coming all along. We spoke about it. You knew ahead of time that this was going to be disastrous. And this is the first meeting. We are getting disrespected at every level while the Democrats are turning around and the president is turning around and saying to you, hey, we've got this thing under control. People love us more now than they've ever loved us. We're finally back to restoring American glory. My gosh, if this is American glory, we never had it. That's the way that it looks to me. Now, OAN has been covering a little bit of this, uh, which I've been frequenting a little bit more uh, as well. Um, and we put together our top ten videos every single day. And I want you to take a listen uh, to this, because this is important stuff. And it shows from Putin to China to the trade and how we are no longer the hegemonic leader of this world. Nope. This is the this is quickly becoming the China century. Take a listen. Pretty uh, sad stuff here. Face to face U.S. China talks Thursday. The nine hour meeting took to a nasty start with China firing off the brunt of the proverbial shots at the U.S. delegation. So we believe that it is important for the United States to change its own image and to stop advancing its own democracy in the rest of the world. Many people within the United States actually have little confidence in the democracy of the United States. The jabs did not stop there. The Chinese foreign minister went on, blasting past his two-minute opening statement allotment into a 15-minute diatribe, casting dispersions and disdain for American hegemony. The United States itself does not represent international public opinion. And to Blinken's short and fairly generic criticisms of China's human rights abuses, Yang went on. On human rights, we hope that the United States will do better on human rights. And the fact is that there are many problems within the United States regarding human rights, which is admitted by the U.S. itself as well. The Chinese delegation went so far as to cite Black Lives Matter as the prime example of America's human rights and domestic failures. Blinken, appearing surprised, retorted in stilting tones that at least America is honest about its problems, and then went on to defend America not on its merits, but proceeded to tout America's popularity amongst its friends. I have to tell you, in my, my short time as Secretary of State, I've spoken to, I think, nearly 100 counterparts uh, from around the world. And I just made uh, my first trip, uh, as I noted, to uh, Japan and South Korea. Uh, I have to tell you, what I'm hearing is very different from what you described. Uh, I'm hearing deep satisfaction that the United States is back, that we're re-engaged with our allies and partners. You don't even understand Chinese, but you just hear his tone. Yep. How different is that? They didn't talk to us like that when Donald Trump was president at all. That was total and complete respect. In fact, they were running for their lives and fearful 
You remember what happened with the trade imbalance and all that? Like, this is compelling in terms of the White House and their lack of leadership, lack of vision. So let me say here that in front of the Chinese side, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. <laughs> and while Secretary Blinken was clear... That literally... If, uh, okay, there's been some embarrassing things, my friends. But nothing is more embarrassing than your opposition telling you that you're weak. He's literally saying to you, you are no longer in a position of strength. You were in a position of strength. The United States was the leader. I'm literally telling you, you no longer control your own destiny. Now, I'm laughing only at the scene that's happening here. I'm not laughing at the fact that we're actually in a very sad state of affairs. And it's about to get a whole lot worse. Because I will tell you, sharks, when they smell blood in the water... Or when anybody, a predator, fears and they can see that that fear in you, trust me, they finish off the job. And that's about what China wants to do with us right now. No doubt about it. About setting it. low expectations for this meeting. Few expected the Chinese delegation to pull out the brass knuckles so early in the talks. Indeed, America's adversaries have been emboldened by the perceived weakness of the Biden White House, one magnified by Biden's lead with allies approach, compared to President Trump's America first approach. Just in the past week, North Korea has refused to return Biden phone calls, and Russian President Putin recently challenged Joe Biden to a live debate. When Biden called Putin a killer, Putin replied, good luck with your health. In light of these jabs and on day two of the U.S.-China talks, Mr. Biden did not help America's image when he had difficulty climbing into Air Force One Friday morning. With adversarial world leaders watching, this first meeting with China served... There it is, a little peek into your future that you elected. I bet you all wish that uh, Donald Trump was uh, back around again. Because that's the image that we're portraying. Your own enemies... What are we? Are we 70 days into this right now, roughly? About 70 days into his uh, administration? Right? Uh, 63, 64. Okay. Whatever it is. Two months. Just look how far we have already fallen. You're not dealing with a position of strength. The economic rebound, <clears throat> it's not real. There is nothing there. You've taken on more debt. You're handing out $1.9 trillion. And your president can't climb a set of stairs into Air Force One. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had fallen the way that Joe Biden did going up there? We would watch that on a loop for four years going. That would have been all that they needed. And in fact, it was kind of interesting. I believe that we had this uh, also on our uh, top ten the previous day. So you can go back to Sunday and watch that. But they would comment not on Donald Trump tripping or falling, because he never did. They would comment on how carefully he approached any steps, how he looked down at his feet every single time that he climbed steps. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous stuff. But this is what we would expect from that media each and every time. So not a good look for Joe Biden and the Democrats uh, to come right out of the chute, especially with the now new hegemonic power coming from China. Now... I hope to carry uh, Donald Trump here shortly. He's on the phone, and uh, let's see if we can bring him in on live right now with Greg Kelly. The country seems to be coming apart, especially at the border. 
Have you given any thought, any more thought to 2024 and you? Well, they're destroying our country. No, I haven't because it's a long time away, unfortunately. But they're destroying our country. And, you know, look, we just can't let these things continue to happen. The border, whether it's the border or energy independence. Look at what's happening with energy. Gasoline prices are going up like nobody thought would be possible. They were going down. They were at a level that they'd never seen before. And now they're going up. Uh, we're making Russia and Saudi Arabia and all the country, Middle East countries and others. And, of course, the company Burisma, you know what Burisma is. We're making them rich and uh, we're becoming less and less energy independent. And within three or four months, we won't be energy independent. It's a very, very sad thing. And then the border, you look at that, it's uh, incredible to watch. You know, Joe Biden has not yet visited the border. Uh, he said he might get there at some point today. You saw him take that terrible tumble on Friday. I was surprised he went down not once, not twice, but three times. Almost no mention of it yesterday on the Sunday shows. I know that they gave you a hard time once when you walked a little bit slowly. Were you, were you as shocked as I was, or maybe you weren't? Maybe you expected something like that to happen. I expected it. Actually, when I went down the ramp at the West Point, which was like a sheet of ice with no railing, no nothing, great planning, uh, I wanted to go inch by inch because the last thing I wanted to do is take a tumble like Biden did. No, that tumble was terrible, and it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't really one, it was three. And it wasn't mentioned, for the most part, wasn't mentioned in the lamestream, as we call it, lamestream media, wasn't mentioned. It's terrible. It's like the whole thing is incredible. There's no longer freedom of the press. It's a, uh, it's rigged. The, ele the election was rigged. You see the election result and everyone knows it, or a lot of people know it. A hell of a lot of people know it. And uh, it's a shame. What's happening to our country? We're like a third world nation when it came to the election. And what's happening to our country is very sad. You know, you mentioned once the 25th Amendment. People tried to say that there was uh, consideration about using that against you. I thought that was just one of many unfair attacks against you. You brought it up and you thought it was something that Joe Biden would have to worry about. Do you think he's got to be even more worried about that right now? The way Kamala Harris has been lurking and almost seems to be calling the shots. You know, yeah. you know, he called her President Harris the other day. That's right. No, well, a lot of people said when they brought it out, because it takes a while to institute, and when they brought it out, they said uh, they really mean it for Biden, just in case he gets in. So we'll see. Look, I hope uh, that's a very serious thing, and I hope that never happens. But it's certainly, uh, there's something going on. It's crazy. What's, what's happening is crazy. And you wonder whether or not all of the things that he's signing, whether or not he understands what he's signing. Because this is worse than Bernie Sanders at its worst point. We never thought this this could happen. Bernie Sanders uh, on steroids wouldn't be signing what this guy is signing. So let's talk a little bit about uh, some endorsements from you. I know you like Jody Heiss in Georgia. He's a congressman. Great. He's running against uh, Mr. Raffsenberger uh, for Secretary of State down there. So, you know, some people think you're taking revenge on those who opposed you or made your life more difficult after the election. Well, Raffensperger has not done a good job, and the governor has been really missing in action. It's very sad because I gave the governor an endorsement, and it got him. It won him, it won him the election because then we beat Stacey Abrams together, and uh, and that was one.
and I helped him a lot. I did rallies for him, everything else, but he didn't want to get involved in the election fraud. He didn't want to get involved in it at all. It's too bad. And Rathensburger, what he's done is a shame. And then they started with that phony hoax about something I said, and then the tape of the conversation was found. It was found in garbage. It was in garbage, I guess a garbage can, as they call it. And uh, it was given in the... Washington Post actually did a retraction, a very major, which I respect them for doing that. They did a retraction of the story because what I said uh, was right on the tape, and it was perfecto. It was strong, and it was about love for our country. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, very sad. Jody Heiss is a fantastic man, by the way, highly respected congressman. That he's doing this as a patriot, I found out about it. I just found out about it. But that he's doing this as a patriot is an amazing thing. It really, and he's giving up a total positive seat. I mean, he would win it very easily, always has. And uh, he's giving up a very uh, great seat in Congress in order to do this because he loves the state of Georgia. He loves Georgia. Mr. President, uh, Fox News political analyst Carl Rove is hosting a fundraiser at the end of the month for Adam Kinzinger, a never-Trumper congressman from Illinois. How do you feel about that, that this, uh, the Fox analyst is, uh, is hosting something? I know you're no fan of his. He's no fan of yours. Uh, well, he shouldn't lately, be a Fox but... analyst. He, he shouldn't be a Fox analyst. Well, he was a fan of mine. He was a fan when he came to the office trying to get the 5G no, he was always a fan of mine, but I didn't give it to him. And uh, he lobbied for it, and he fought for it. I don't know if he registered it to lobby. Maybe somebody should check that out. But he lobbied for it. Uh, yeah, he was a fan of mine. But uh, And he called me up the night of the election to congratulate me. And uh, he very strongly said, congratulations on a great win. That was about 10.30 in the evening. And uh, he will, you know, he will never deny that. He'll never deny that. He said, you won the election, great job. And everybody thought so. And then all of a sudden they turned off the tabulators at 3 o'clock in the morning, etc., and other things. And it was a disgrace. But no, Karl Rove, if he's uh, going for that guy over anybody else, frankly, then uh, he's, he's not a Republican. He's not, he's not a good Republican. I, look, go. he's, he's been a rhino for a long time. Bad news. Mr. President, and I hope people don't contribute. Right you there. know who's going to give to that? Democrats. <laughs> You'll have Democrats give. The Republicans aren't going to give. Democrats are going to give. Mm -hmm. Between Karl Rove and Kinzinger, uh, Republicans are. Uh, they're not going to give, but plenty of Democrats will give. So we'll this see how they do. He's going to have. He's going to have some good competition. More from President Trump when we come back. All right, that is Greg Kelly, so we'll uh, check in on that in a moment. I wanted to go back. Uh, it's very. Uh, he sounds good. He sounds strong. It's nice to hear his voice. I know, Rudy, you're very happy oh, about yeah. that, uh, uh, hearing from him. I think everybody out there is, is glad to hear him. His second interview, uh, one more, as I said uh, before, uh, than, than Biden. Now, I want to go back to, to Joe Biden because I really think that, you know, this whole thing about climbing stairs was what was a thing. I don't know if you guys remember this, but... Biden was bragging about uh, uh, climbing stairs back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then look what happens. And you can't watch this video more than a couple times without feeling horribly uncomfortable. Horribly uncomfortable. It, it's pretty bad. But uh, here's, the, uh, here's the clip uh, on Biden bragging about climbing stairs. Uh, this is from, what, four years ago, I want to say? Yeah, four years ago. Here we are. 
look at how he steps and looks how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. That's Joe Biden talking about Donald Trump. Not even lying. Okay, come on. Yeah, there it is. There's Joe Biden right there. Let's uh, let's just talk about Biden for a moment. I, I, Rudy, do I need to check on on weather and traffic? Not necessarily. Just let me tell you about this one. Hey, hey, let me okay, okay. Let me let me let me get through this. Then. All right. All right. The, the, just because I want I want everybody to understand just how weak we look to the world stage, and world leaders are going to take advantage. They're going to say, "Well, Biden's weak. I'm going to go after him." Take a listen. Things are not okay with Joe Biden at all. Uh, President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona. The vast majority of economists, left, right, and center, from Wall Street to the to the private private uh, 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 economic uh, polling initiatives, the economists, as I said, left, right, and center. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. And then they shut him off. They don't even, no, 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 we don't want you to take a single question. That's a just immediately cut off. That was from the uh, White House. Uh, I think he's getting on the plane. He told me a little last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me. Pinnell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor <laughs> Turner, hard Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. And Jill and I wanted to visit Texas today for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, uh, I'm going to ask some questions now. The press is going to leave, and I'm going to get... <laughs> Cut off. I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about and for recommending these two women for promotion. Thank you all. May God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. The hell? As he shuffles off stage here. He has no idea which way he's supposed to turn, where he's going. He glances back to Kamala. Well, and a couple of women uh, back there. He just got recommended to our general. You've been listening to President Biden marking international. In order to open these doors, we do not say open Sesame. We say open Biden. That's our magic word. Ah. <laughs> open Biden. I love it. There is uh, Nancy Pelosi for you. So we'll take a quick break and uh, check back. It's the government, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Your federal government. Back, uh, more of what's happening. Uh, we'll be checking back in with uh, Greg Kelly and Donald Trump. Good good stuff there. So. The triangle. I wasn't, you know, no. the three countries. We'll bring it right back. So. If you take a look Don't at worry, very, not very including quickly. Mexico. And with Mexico, Actually, I was going to We're going to uh, keep it here. If, uh, no, it's so good. I can't happen, even stop and it. We had it really stopped. But uh, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, we had uh, we gave them 500 million a year for years and years and years, and I stopped it because they wouldn't accept the MS-13 gang members back. They said, "Nope, you keep them. We don't want them. They wouldn't take them back for 
They wouldn't take him back for anybody, frankly, including me at the beginning. I said, do we pay him anything? You know, $500 million. I said, stop payment. As soon as I stopped payment, Greg, they said, we'd love to have your MS-13 people back. Please send them back to our country immediately. We would love to have them in our country for the rest of their lives. So anyway, so uh, it all worked out well. And with Mexico, I said, we're going to tariff the cars. You know, they took 32% of our car business over the years with uh, foolish leadership and uh, on our behalf. And I really, I tell you what, the president of Mexico is a great guy. We have a great relationship. They gave us 28,000 soldiers on the southern border, our southern border, and it stopped it cold. Between that and now we have almost 500 miles of wall up, and they should finish the wall. It'll take them a month. It took me two and a half years to get it started because I had so many lawsuits by the Democrats, Congress. Nancy Pelosi, crazy Nancy, she's crazy. <laughs> and I, and uh, the wall was 500 miles, and it's had a huge impact. And then for him to say, and we have another policy, stay in Mexico. When they come in, we don't let them in our country. They stay in Mexico until uh, they get approved. Let's put it that way. But not too many were getting approved. And we, you think it's bad now? Wait till you see what happens in the months to come. Wait till you see what's going to happen during the summer. You'll have numbers like you've never seen before. Mm. They already say it's the worst in 20 years, but you'll have numbers like you've never seen before, and it's going to be a disaster for our country. They're destroying our country. And then to watch this guy, who doesn't have a clue, uh, to watch this guy get up and say, oh, yeah, it was the Trump... It was Trump's fault. They like to blame everything on Trump, you know, and uh, I guess it works, but... He's talking uh, about Mallorca. We got 75, almost 75 million votes, and uh, so it didn't work too well, That's and they DHS certainly guy. didn't get what they say they got. So it's a very interesting thing, but they said, let's blame Trump. No, he's incompetent. He's incompetent, and uh, just mark my words, take a look at what's going to happen over the next fairly long period of time because they might not be capable of stopping it it's a uh it's going to be something when you you take a look even now you take a look at the thousands of people that are pouring up from yeah. south america latin america pouring up into our country and they don't even stop them they just let them walk right in they've totally lost control of the southern border we had it under total control as you know and by the way they're banning media from the border hey by the way did you uh see the little skirmish between dr fauci and senator paul uh senator paul has concerns that once you're vaccinated dr fauci says you could you should still wear a mask he calls that theatrics. Yeah. When you were coming up, when you were uh, Operation Warp Speed, did you ever think we'd have to wear masks after we were vaccinated? Well, Fauci didn't think he was supposed to wear masks. And now I say, I got along with him actually very well. I liked him, but he was basically a salesman. And uh, he throws the baseball better than he predicts. That I can tell you about it. And the throwing the baseball hasn't been so good. And had I listened to Fauci, we would have never had masks. We would have never banned China. We would have never banned Europe. You know, I banned China, and he was totally against it. I banned Europe when Italy and all the places were having such problems, France. I banned them way early. We would have lost hundreds of thousands of people more. But as you know, they had a projected chart, 2.2 million people. And as you know, uh, nowhere near that, but most importantly, if you look at it, so importantly is the vaccine because in 1917 you had a thing called the spanish flu where they left they lost between nobody knows 
but between 50 and 100 million people. And I'll tell you what, this would have done that too. This was, uh, this was and is just a, a horror show. Final. The China virus, call it whatever, the, call it whatever you want. The China virus, it came from China. But, uh, this was a horror show and continues to be. But only because of the vaccine, and that was done in nine months. Nobody thought it was possible except me. One more thing, Mr. President. I heard over the weekend that you are thinking of making your own social media company. You're off Twitter yes. now. Although, quite frankly, your statements get a heck of a lot of attention, uh, yeah. almost as much, if not more, than the tweets. What can you tell us about what you have in the works, if you have anything in the works? And I'm wondering if Peter Thiel might be involved. Well, Peter's a great guy, and he's been a supporter, and he's a brilliant man from, you know, Silicon Valley, essentially. And he's done a tremendous job. But, no, uh, I have tremendous options because, you know, I had probably 200, more than 200 million people when you add it all up. And that's a lot. That's uh, record-setting stuff. And all of a sudden they decide it's too many people, and so they cut it off. I'm doing, I think, and you, you just alluded to it, I do press releases. And, frankly, they're more elegant than tweeting as the expression goes they're really much more elegant and the word is getting out anything we do i do that and you do it less it takes less time it's probably a better form and everyone's waiting for it you know for me it works for other people it wouldn't work because a press release doesn't mean that much but when i release a you know when i put out a press release you're seeing what happens everybody is waiting and they i, I think i'm getting better and more coverage with that than i did with Tweeting and the tweeting gets you in trouble because you're retweeting people and you find out that the retweets were not so good because the person, if you didn't do research, that you're retweeting is not the best. So it gets you in a little uh, difficulty every once in a while. But no, I like this better than Twitter. Actually, they did us a favor. This is better. But we have a lot of options and something will happen with social media if I want it to happen. All right. Very interesting. Mr. President, we thank you for coming back. Come back anytime. Thank we, you, Greg. We appreciate it so much. All the best, okay? And you're doing a great job. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thank you so sir. long. Very much. All the best. Good stuff there. Um, thanks to Newsmax. Download the app. Uh, let it happen now. I think that that would be uh, good. Uh, there's Greg Kelly. Uh, think there's been a move away. Donald Trump is moving away from Fox News. Uh, seemingly by the, by the week. Uh, less and less appearances. And I've got uh, several texts that came in during that time. Uh, let me just uh, get these texts really. Uh, Donald Trump resigns Fox News today. I watched it at least, I believe it was today. He was on Harris Falter's news segment, and he talked about the border and some other things. So, yeah, they've been on, but, you know, maybe he's doing this because he heard that Biden on Thursday is going to finally get out and answer some questions, and maybe he's getting the word out so people will be curious to see how he answers the questions about the border issue, tax, gasoline prices, rocketing up, uh, et cetera. But uh, watching the trends in the media coverage, we're just seeing less coverage of uh, Donald Trump on Fox News. Um, so we'll continue to uh, monitor that uh, as well. When we return, we will uh, get with Rudy Grande finally on weather and traffic. Sorry for the delay there, Rudy Grande. Uh, I want to go back to his comment there about the China virus and something that we put together. 
in terms of who's responsible and what they're doing. In fact, it's called the White Coat Waste Project Files. They filed a, a complaint against a nonprofit company that was directly involved. And I'm going to say this without being conspiratorial because all of this is backed up. They literally found the American company, the nonprofit that was involved in developing, yes, the China virus. We'll do that when we return, just so we can fill in some of the blanks. And then you heard there on the social media company, if he wants it to happen. So uh, he seems to like press releases a lot better than social media. 536, back and forth. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast... Reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973, means they always put their customers first and hope to fix without the crack. Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at The Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 3937. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. 
Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Have you noticed a lot more people are asking you for your recommendation? What's the best place to get a cake for breakfast and brunch? Tacos, retail. Tell them theplaceilike.com. It has it all. Eateries, retail, services, entertainment. Theplaceilike.com. All right, time to put things together starting with the weather. Looks like some snow coming in late tomorrow night and a big chance of it happening on Wednesday. And they say significant inside of Albuquerque. I know up on the hilltop right now, 43 degrees in Los Alamos. At Kirtland Air Force Base, it's 58, and we have 57 out the door here at the Rock of Talk. All right, let's clean up the accident. I-40 west, I'm sorry, eastbound, heading towards the mountains. It was right before Carlisle, everything off to the right shoulder. All lanes are open, and looks like that's recovering rather quickly. Also, Paseo del Norte westbound just before 2nd Street had some police activity, but that also cleared up, and we're glad about that because the drive is now smooth once again. All the way I-25 west on Paseo del Norte out to Coors Road. Still a bit of the struggle in the uh, South Valley. If you're on Rio Bravo westbound leaving the I-25, you're leaving speeds behind and you won't get them until you get beyond Broadway. And this traffic report is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. Tonight, make it Taco Tote. I got to tell you, not they've redesigned the inside and they've got it all refurbished and everything. What a great place to eat. Lots of great Mexican Mexican meals, including this taco platter that they have. It just gives you a couple of tacos with the meat that you want. And you have the the drink as well as this incredible side. I would go with the chowdo beans. All right. Well, Taco Tote tonight, that's what's going to be for us. So well, if you'd like to find out more about them, go to tacos.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date now. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Rudy, I want to let you know I'm the one who came up with Taco Tote. You did. All right. You are a marketer. Let's let you know. Taco Tote tonight. You don't have to say it fast because then I have no idea what you said and neither does the audience. So Taco Tote, right uh, across from Highland Theater. Um, And I think it's pretty exciting that they got their remodeling done. Yeah, These four restaurants have been through hell. Absolute and complete hell at this point. And it's just absolutely disgusting. And our governor should be responsible for what has happened to them. Uh, if there should be anything, it should be a bailout uh, for these restaurants. Uh, these are people who had to have most of their business shut down. And it's just so disappointing. But I'll be working on that uh, as well. We've been there for the fight uh, since the very beginning, as you know, and for the last year. Um, let's see. Oh, everyone's all over Facebook. Uh, if you're a conservative and you're on Facebook, you're not a conservative. Just letting you know. If you're a conservative, you're on Twitter. Right? Dad's writing this down because he knows that he's going to write this later on. If you're a conservative, you're on Twitter. You're not a conservative. Okay? So all this thing about getting your running a campaign on Facebook, likes and all that, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay? So just a little FYI for you. Okay, so I, I, I did mention that I would talk to you about this because not a whole lot of you caught this or watched this. This is why we compile and put this stuff together. So that way you have an, an, an opportunity. And I know we're doing lots of video today, which is kind of a rare thing. 
But given that we just had Donald Trump on uh, via Greg Kelly, given that you just heard last hour, you were talking all about uh, our embarrassment on the world stage, I think it's time to go ahead and talk more about some of this news that's finally getting out there, but it's not being pushed out on mainstream. So this has to do with the origins of the Wuhan virus. And I told you that we'd eventually get to the bottom of this. It just takes a little bit of patience. And uh, I want to say is that uh, America's Voice and OAN have been doing a good job. And the fact that they're not major platforms, I, I do don't, I, I, I generally don't like that America's Voice is consistently pushing their social media. I, we have stepped away. If you notice most conservatives, we've completely stepped away. So I'm not sure why the news media uh, organizations out there are even tweeting or doing anything any longer. The traffic is down tremendously on Twitter. A lot of it, you know, people like the car crash. That's why they enjoyed Donald Trump on there, because he would say exactly what the truth was, and everybody had a problem with it. <laughs> I thought that was the whole purpose of getting social media out there, so that there would be no bias. And instead, what we did is we just stepped up the bias. The algorithms were set. Certain words would be featured and thrown out. You were being shadow banned or kicked off of Facebook. or anything. Like, does anybody want to participate in that? That's why we at The Rock of Talk develop our own platforms. We're on Roku, so you can watch us all the time. We have our own. Everything is right there. The Rock of Talk chat platform. You get to go right there. There's a lot of people who just kind of step in, say a few things. Had a nice write-up by uh, a libertarian, Jason Valancourt. We did. He had uh, put on something very thoughtful. And I, and I like that, okay? So you get this type of news that's there as well. So you guys can go and say, hey, here's the video. Let me just share it. Or I can watch it on Rock of Talk TV. Yet more and more people do it. Looks like we've been banned off of Facebook. That means that we've been over the target. So here it is. The origins of the Wuhan virus. Take a listen. This is mind-blowing, uh, to say the least. Not disclosing, publicly disclosing, how much taxpayer funding is sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That nonprofit is EcoHealth Alliance and White Coat Waste is calling for an investigation into that organization and for EcoHealth to be defunded. Here to discuss these developments further is the Vice President of Advocacy and Public Policy at White Coat Waste, Justin Goodman. Thank you for joining us. Morning, Stephanie. Thanks for having us. So based on your complaint, it appears that the EcoHealth Alliance has not been transparent. What does this say about public trust in our federal government and the National Institutes of Health, especially since that money is being sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, last year, uh, about a year ago, we were the first group to uncover that the National Institutes of Health, through EcoHealth Alliance, was sending tax dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for treacherous uh, coronavirus experiments where they were capturing bats in southern China, bringing them back to the lab, and then tinkering with these viruses, uh, potentially causing the pandemic, according to experts in the intelligence community and scientists. Oh, shocking. Totally rocking your world right there. You just heard that the National Institute of Health is contracting with a, another group, and they knew about this virus, had yet to get out, from what I understand, and then they were figuring it out with the bats here, and then somehow it got loose, right? Trying to protect your health? Uh, what's worse is that we've now discovered that EcoHealth Alliance was violating federal law for years by not publicly disclosing 
how much money it was actually, how much taxpayer money it was actually sending to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So unless you were paying very, very close attention, it was difficult, if not impossible, to know that our tax dollars were being sent to this lab in Wuhan that is now suspected of causing the pandemic. Causing the pandemic. Not trying to suppress it, not trying to do anything, but actually causing the pandemic. White Coat Waste Project. They filed this complaint. This is going to get suppressed at every corner. The Biden administration, the White House, everybody is going to try and stop Justin and his team, this White Coat Waste Project, from doing what they need to do, which is this is stuff you'll never see on Twitter, stuff that they, they're definitely going to get banned everywhere they go. And these guys are working hard to get that information Absolutely. out. And, of course, a lot of, a lot of people have expressed outreach at China because they initially covered up the virus and they downplayed it before it spread into this worldwide pandemic. Now, White Coat Waste would like to see EcoHealth Alliance defunded. What will it take for that request to come to fruition? So, unfortunately, so we filed a complaint with the, uh, with the National Institutes of Health regarding these transparency violations at EcoHealth. Uh, unfortunately, the current law that requires a disclosure does not uh, include penalties. However, that does not mean we can't hold them accountable. Uh, first of all, Senator Joni Ernst has now sent a letter to the uh, Health and Human Services Inspector General asking for an investigation of the violations by EcoHealth. Uh, and Congressman Guy Reschenthaler from Pennsylvania has also filed a bill to completely defund the EcoHealth Alliance. Uh, we've also been working with members of Congress since last year to defund uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Obviously, uh, President Trump cut the funding for these grants last year, and the Biden administration has indicated at a recent press conference that they have no intention of sending money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology ever again. Uh, so that's good news, but we want to make sure that changes of administration, changes in Congress don't change these the situation, so we're going to be making sure that these defunds are permanent. Uh, to the extent that we can. We've already prevented any stimulus funds from going there, um, but there's been a stunning lack of accountability and transparency about how much money has been spent and sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and what exactly was done with it. And as you Great stuff. That is really good stuff. And it's nice to see these people who are doing whatever they possibly can to bring more truth and more and shed more light on what has happened. Because no one's reporting on this. If you go to mainstream news... The last thing they want to talk about is the origin of the virus. They certainly don't want you to mention China for some reason. Uh, now you're starting to see, and I thought it was kind of curious, uh, a lot of uh, anti-Asian American hate being spewed suddenly in the media. They came out of nowhere. Does anybody understand, like, sort of the undertones or why they might be pushing things in that direction? Do you think it's to get you to step away from making any sort of negative threats towards China? Uh, or Chinese people. I don't think that there's been out there. I, I, don't, I don't know when people have said, uh-huh, I want to have uh, Chinese food tonight and suddenly <laughs> get triggered. Uh, you know, it, it just isn't there. So I think as we look at this, we're going to start to get more and more information, hopefully. With, and are you looking up that website, hopefully, Dowd? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just, I, it's, it's new to me until I saw this video. I, I didn't really know what the White Coat uh, Waste Project is, and it's a really clever uh, coalition kind of bringing two groups that you wouldn't really assume would be together, sort of libertarian, conservative people who are concerned about waste in right. government, and then you got your animal lovers, you know, generally perceived, perceived as people on the left, although we can get into whether that's accurate or not. So 
Uh, it's a coalition they call themselves bringing together waste hawks, science advocates, animal lovers, and liberty lovers to cut $20 billion in spending, uh, federal spending that hurts animals. So this is one of those coalitions that gets to get unlikely, you know, strange bedfellows that maybe can get something done. So kudos to them for, for looking into this. Absolutely. And uh, there, there it is. We'll put that uh, together at the uh, rockoftalk.chat yep, site uh, tonight. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back after a quick break right here in the Kiva. Uh, we got to catch up. There was a bunch of other show prep that we had all ready to go, but uh, given uh, Donald Trump's uh, interview and a couple of other things, we kind of took a little bit of a detour, but we'll get back to that, and uh, we'll do all that during our third hour as well. Thanks for listening. 552 back and forth. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. 
Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide the loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. All right, putting things together, starting with the weather. Looks like uh, the snow is on its way for a couple of days. Boy, Wednesday is going to be the tougher of the days. <clears throat> but then once that's done, here we go. We're going to move ourselves right on back towards 69 degrees. And I can tell you right now, it's uh, not too bad. At uh, Kirtland Air Force Base, 58 degrees. At uh, Russ Medical Center, it is 57 and 57 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, Paseo del Norte westbound. Looks like it's up to its typical tricks there from uh, westbound from Kimikon up to Unser, you are under 10 miles an hour there. Still suffering on Rio Bravo westbound. Under 20 miles an hour, I-25 to 2nd Street. And I-40 uh, eastbound recovering quickly after an injury accident. The I-40 eastbound just before Carlisle. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Live Springs at Salon Halina. And Live Springs from Alkaline Water. If you drink healthy water, alkaline water, you're going to find everything starts working much better. You're, you're feeling good. You're breathing well. You're, you got more energy. Alkaline water. And it's called Canyon Water. And you can get your gallon anytime you'd like by going to Live Spring at Salon Helena. They are on Manal, just west of Wyoming. Tell them I sent you. All right, with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive on in to the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Or you can always just mention the Rock of Talk, right, Rudy? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I feel like picking on Rudy for that. I don't know why. There's something, something about him. He's here, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what. So we're going to get to the $64 million insult. Oh, we'll get to that. Public <laughs> servants get pay hikes, so... Stay tuned for that. Yeah, while the rest of you suffered, especially you business owners and your employees, no, the state of New Mexico handed out a bunch of uh, uh, of pay hikes. Uh, Did we cover Friday's uh, write-up doubt? I don't recall. I don't think we had time to. I don't think we did. I'm almost positive. We do have to cover all the news that is news uh, that's out there, so we'll do that uh, for the day as well. And don't forget, just sign up, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. We've got a, another uh, good import of a bunch of people who are just uh, jumping on board with rockoftalk.chat as well. So looking forward to uh, doing that. Third hour, that's up next. It's been a good show. We haven't had to work that hard today because, well, we had, uh, remember the good old days when Donald Trump would come on and you could just sit there and play him for hours and be, yeah, that was a good show because Donald Trump had the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hour three. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. 
is a Fox News alert. The SWAT team on scene. I'm Lisa Lissera. Reports of multiple injuries after a gunman opened fire at a King Supers supermarket in Boulder, Colorado. This man says he and a group of others were able to escape through a back exit. We all just rushed and jumped about five feet down from the loading dock and um, just ran for our lives. Police continue to describe the scene as active. The FBI is assisting in the investigation. A leaked report shows migrant children are being held at Border Patrol stations longer than legally allowed. Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar has released photos of overcrowded conditions at a CBP facility in Donna, Texas. Republican Governor of Texas Greg Abbott is worried about coronavirus spread, telling Fox and Friends. Now the Biden administration is importing COVID into the state of Texas, yeah. exposing more Texans to that. More than 800 unaccompanied minors have spent more than 10 days in the custody of Customs and Border Patrol, according to documents obtained by Axios. Current law requires children to be processed within 72 hours. Rachel Sutherland. Fox News. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says children who have tested positive for COVID are being quarantined. One of the reasons that it took us some time to uh, have some of these facilities or some of the shelters open to larger groups of kids is because we wanted to follow those CDC guidelines. The White House says Ambassador Roberta Jacobson, the coordinator for the southwest border, will meet with Mexican officials to develop an effective and humane plan of action to manage migration. A 14th juror has been seated in the trial of the former Minneapolis police police officer charged in the death of George Floyd. The judge says one more juror will be selected in the trial of Derek Chauvin before opening statements next week. Chauvin faces murder and manslaughter charges. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program. A one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. The city of Boston now in phase four of reopening with some places welcoming people back for the first time in more than a year. Some of the changes, fans returning to stadiums, ballparks, and arenas at 12%. Exhibition and convention halls reopen with limited capacity. Dance floors are allowed at weddings and events. We've got over a million people fully vaccinated, so that's going really well. Dr. Ali Raja is the director of emergency medicine at Massachusetts General Hospital. We may need to turn the dial back a little bit if the data starts looking worse, but I think it supports what we're doing right now. But amusement parks, indoor and outdoor water parks, saunas and bars will remain closed. Jameson LaGuardia works for a company that runs 10 different clubs across the Boston area. Our best case hopes we're shooting for Memorial Day. And there still is no clear timeline for clubs and bars that don't serve prepared food to reopen. CJ Papa, Fox News. The House hearing today and the possibility of Washington, D.C. becoming a state. D.C. residents are American citizens. 
They fight honorably to protect our nation overseas. They pay taxes. In fact, D.C. pays more in federal taxes than 22 states and more per capita than any state in our nation. Committee Chairman Carolyn Maloney of New York. Republicans called the move a power grab and say it goes against the ideas of the founding fathers. The plan is not expected to get far in the Senate. Republican Tom Reed, who represents western New York State and was accused of sexual misconduct dating back to an incident in 2017, has apologized to his accuser and has announced that he will not run for re-election next year. Reed said in a statement the incident involving then-lobbyist Nicolette Davis occurred at a time in his life where he says he was struggling and says he entered treatment that year realizing he was powerless over alcohol. I'm Lisa Lacerra and this is Fox News. All right, it is time we put things together for our third hour and we're going to start with the weather looking uh, really nice out there right now and enjoy that because tomorrow no late night and then Wednesday lots of snow. They say we have better than a 55% chance of snow then and that's in Albuquerque should be pretty significant snow I understand. All right, right now in Taylor Ranch it is 58 degrees, 58 in Tanawan and 57 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, along the uh, Paseo del Norte corridor I-20 uh, from I-25 out to Coors Road that's looking okay, but you get beyond that out towards the Petroglyphs, and you come upon this one street, Kimmick. This is the biggest street that takes you into the subdevelopment there, Thank you, just Rudy. west of the uh, Petroglyphs. That's where everything stops. I mean, it, it turns into under 10 miles an hour all the way up to Universe. That's about two miles worth of slow traffic for you. So budget in time for that if your drive takes you on I-25 southbound. The trip a little bit slow right there at Jefferson, but quickly coming back to speed as you wind your way over to Looks like, uh, well, all the way to I-40. Well, I know you've driven by it. Raw Greens, you're on San Mateo, you're northbound, right as you cross uh, Manol. Oh, there it is, Raw Greens. Now come on into Raw Greens. This is some CBD that will help you with your anxiety, with sore muscles. They even got some great pet products as well. Raw Greens on San Mateo, just north of Manol. And see them at cbd.theplaceilike.com. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive on in to the Rock of Talk. Finally gets a talk, ladies and gentlemen. It's, just, it's all pent up uh, in him. I finally get a chance to thank 
the man who made keychains for us and distributed them to me. Uh, he made one for Eddie, one for Rudy, one for D. Dowd Muska, and I met up with him at the mm-hmm. rally in Rio Rancho. This is intricate work. I, I don't know. I, what would you call this? Uh, handiwork. Handiwork, yes. Yep. Uh, and we're very, very grateful for that. And made I by hand. It. Yeah. There you go. And it's my new keychain. It's going to make my keys much harder to lose because it's big and it's red. Thank yeah, you, sir. Thank you. Maybe you can uh, sell these. These are like uh, 15, 20 bucks. That's right. We got to get like a little percent of that though, like a little royalty or something. And it's got a nice big rock of talk, <laughs> yeah, medal medal in there. Yeah. Medallion, I like that. I yeah. like the way you said that. Cool. Like, how did he do that? And, uh, and just kudos to the people at Rio Rancho because they were at all four sections of that big intersection. What's it? A metal arc? Five twenty eight. Five twenty eight. Yeah, and I said, well, metal arc. If you're coming from Corrales, Mister Mister. Who Grande. cares? Um, but there, there was a good, <laughs> really really good turnout, and uh, I. It was a little shocking because I started walking around. I was wearing my T-shirt, and immediately people started pointing and saying, "It's Dowd." And even some people said, "It's the Dowd 3000." So I, I met some good folks out there. The right, Dowd 3000. Yes. You've been you've been named. That's <laughs> awesome. I think it's uh, you know that of course comes from uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, look back to the uh, very quickly. Um, things just bug me. And Dowd has been, or excuse me, Rudy's been on and on about the street Kimmick. Kimmick, 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 Kimmick. Like, no one's talking about the street Kimmick or the road Kimmick. I'm like, please tell us where that's at, because I usually knew, especially because this is the biggest small town in the entire country, it feels like. Everybody knows each other. They all know where to go. Oh, just right over there, no? Right over there, up the street. You know? Kimmick. Over there. No, not on Kimmick. No one is saying Kimmick. No, I, I'd love to hear from any of you out there because this is really bothering me. Kimmick. <laughs> Kimmick. Does anyone say it? No one's talking about the road Kimmick. If you are, I'd love to hear from you. Um, 550 500 So uh, you can... Uh, K-I-M-M-I-C-K? Really? Yep, right up against petroglyphs. Sure. Nice, big, huge... Do not thousand. talk about it like it's a real road. Or like something that... It, it's just... I think there's other roads. I mean, there's Coors... There's the E lift. There's all these other you know roads that are over there. Unser, obviously, you know, Kimmick, Uray. Yeah, Uray. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on the West Side. West Side for life. Uh, by the way, 1978. The reason why we play that song, the police signed with A and M Records. Really? Uh, also in '74, the Eagles released their third studio album, On the Border. Their first album to feature guitarist Mr. Don Felder. And in 1980, another Brick in the Wall Part Two started a four-week run at number one on the singles chart. You know what? When I used to hang out at the West Mesa Bowling Alley, because my parents were bowlers, they used to like going to the bowling alley, and we'd go over there, and West Mesa Bowling Alley would be, you know, kind of cool, whatever. And um, I remember everyone having Pink Floyd the Wall t-shirts while we're sitting there lining our quarter. Remember you used to line up your quarters on the yeah. top oh, yes. to say who's negative? Like, that's your quarter. Yeah. All the quarters looked alike. Right? But that's mine. <laughs> yeah, but somehow there was like, everyone knew. There was like, uh, mm-hmm. you, your quarter was next and when you were going to play. And now I have my own uh, Pac-Man machine. The track, which was the group's only U.S. Uh, chart topper, was also a number one in the U.K., Germany, Australia, Italy, and many other countries. And in fact, wasn't even their best album. I still think Dark Side of the Moon, uh, the most brilliant, uh, all that. And then on this day, also in 1984... Queen filmed the video, and I have to agree with this, uh, for I Want to Break Free at the Limehouse Studio in London, directed by David Millay. Um, it was a parody of the soap opera Coronation Street with the band members dressed in drag. Guitarist Brian May later said that the video ruined Queen in America. I would say that's absolutely true. Really? Yeah, I don't think really after that. 
Uh, we mean, have Drag Queen Story Hour in 2021, but in 1984, dressing in drag in a video ruined a band's career. I mean, that's very... In, how much change has happened in, in America? There you go. There you go. Mm. That's the way it is. So, uh, more on a little bit of uh, that stuff later. Let's uh, kick off things. Uh, 550-5500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, yeah, this is Jeff, Eddie. Um, Jeff, what's going on? Kimmich. How are you? <laughs> Good. You're asking about Kimmick. Kimmick is the biggest traffic jam on the west side of Albuquerque. It's where Paseo goes from a four-lane to a two-lane between, I guess, Kimmick and Rainbow. So okay. every night, all of us westsiders sit there and we go about two miles an hour and we just take our time. <laughs> who is that? Uh, who is that named after? What is that named after? I, th- th- it's just. You know, like who is Juan Tabo? Nobody knows, right? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, who, nobody, nobody who, knows who's who's Kimmick. Where does that I even come no from? I have no idea. It's a it's a big subdivision out here on the on the west side, just up the top of the hill, and that's where the big traffic jam starts, and mm. then it's a mess from there every well, night. Well, I grew up near uh, Coors and Delane, Coors and Montano. Uh, I we were the second neighborhood in you know Taylor Ranch, right? You know where that's at. Yeah, I live in Ventana Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's way back there compared to where Taylor Ranch is. Yeah, it's, that's another what four or five miles back there, right? I want to say yeah, yeah, going we'll up the up. hill and yeah, those that's a they got to expand that. You know, I I've had uh, this conversation. It's been a long time since it's happened, but one of the reasons that we're so restricted, we have such bad traffic for such a small city, is the fact that we don't have a loop or something. Everyone has to go to the center of town to get to some other part of town on the outskirts. Like, we're bisected because we can't seem to build our own damn roads for a loop, and we won't build another, right, Dad? Did you tell me this? We'll never have an overpass, another I, uh, flyover, yeah. and there's a, the reason why is the conservationists? Uh, I read, it was a newspaper article when I first got here in 2015, I haven't been able to find it, where the central planners and the metropolitan, metropolitan planning, you know, all those goons, yeah. you know, Awanas riding transit, right, which right, is totally right. impractical. They said, we will never allow another bridge over the river. And I remember thinking, that is the stupidest thing I've maybe heard since I've been here. <laughs> but that's what they want, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're it's it's a screwed up place. I mean, it certainly isn't designed like, uh, you know, Paris or Washington, D.C., where all roads will allow us to interact as many times as possible. It's like we all have to go to the in, in part of town to create as much chaos uh, so we're on our way to our west side, Rio Rancho, northeast heights. You have to come to the center yeah, of town to get to someplace else. Yeah, Deb, Deb Holland says she was going to take care of that little space, but I guess that's not going to happen. Wait, which <laughs> space is she going to take care of, Jeff? From from Kimmick, from Kimmick up to uh, up to Rainbow. That was they got to widen it to a four lane, but. I don't think it's going to happen for no, a while. there's nothing that's there. All right. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> the only famous Kimmick uh, I can find is Wally Kimmick. He was an American baseball infielder, and he uh, lived between 1897 and, there you go. and 1989. Long, long life for someone it's born in the 1900s. It's an annoying century. name. Like, it has no relevance here. I mean, if you named it, I don't know. Um, Grande. No, oh, no, there's Rudy, another one of those. No, no, Rudy. Grande, <laughs> not, no, no. But if it you goes with the river. If you named it, uh, you know, Bruce King Boulevard or oh. Tony and I, uh, ah. or, you know, at least we would know something. Well, yeah, then that would work. It would be Tiny Annoyance Avenue. 
Yeah, what is uh, what? What's Tony and I? Uh, let me guess his age. Eighty-three. Dow will look it up. The Dow three thousand will pull that up. It's been a while since I've heard that uh, name. I bet you. Uh, well, we talked. He's very lucky he's not in jail right now because he had a little. It should be financial problem. Uh, yeah, a little bit. The SEC and, came calling. And a, a lot of uh, work with Paul Pelosi. We should get uh, into he that. He is uh, seventy-nine years young. Seventy-nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought he was over eighty. Born in Moriarty. And Eddie, you're really right about roads intersecting like in Phoenix. I'm sure you know this. 19th goes across five different freeways. Wow. Every road goes across five different freeways. The 101, the 202, the 17, the 10. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, they just all cross because it's built on a damn grid. Everything goes inside, outside. And one thing about that giant place is you can never get lost. I think it's the... Uh, Dowd will look this up. Fourth largest uh, metropolitan city now. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. What happened to New Mexico? Well, we've got, uh, you know, federal land to the north of us, to the south of us. I mean, we weren't, we weren't even going to be able to run our balloon fiesta, much less get anything down on the ground. Remember when they were so upset about us having our balloon fiesta that would fly and land and they were going to start charging the balloons for landing on their federal land in Sandia. Do you remember? Do you recall that? Wow. Yeah. This is after, I think they thought of it as like a gaming compact or, you know, some sort of uh, clawback. Have they canceled the balloon fiesta yet? I mean, it's no, inevitable, right? Uh, no, it's not. No. I think, I think this, I'm, I'm ready They'll to have state fair it up. I'm ready to balloon fiesta. I've I'm never not. been to the state fair. I'm so looking forward to finally It's not a really fair. fair. It's not a fair? No, it's balloon fiesta. Well, I mean, fiesta. Right, right, but I'm talking about the state fair. Oh, balloon okay. fiesta is a little sore point for me because I live right across the road, and it's eight days of living hell getting to my apartment complex. And so I, I keep my mouth quiet about that. I know a lot of people <laughs> love the fiesta, but um, it's tough for those of us who live in the area. Yeah, well, way. people jam it up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, and they're literally honking their horns throughout that yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, now people right. told me I could rent my apartment for those eight days and, no. make, a, and make a load of money. Lies, lies, you won't. Because remember... Airbnb is now coming for your money oh, now. That's true. Remember that's the true. surcharge oh, and the, yeah, the tax yeah, and everything yeah, that yeah, the yeah. city of Albuquerque, and then you don't have any occupancy anyway, so it doesn't make much sense. 550 5500 if you want to text in. All right, uh, the article, the $64 million insult, pay servants get, uh, public service get, pay servants, I like that, public servants get their pay hikes, and uh, you're out of work. Tell us about it, though. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the budget, of course, was passed by both chambers. It has, I don't think it's been, I didn't check today, but the governor intends to sign it. It was, well, it was uh, signed off on by uh, all the Democrats and a fair amount of Republicans. And you think, well, the budget, you know, important important government services. Well, one part of that budget is pay hikes. Pay hikes for state employees. Some of the best compensated uh, so-called public servants in the land, according to a study done by the American Enterprise Institute a number of years back, they're going to get a 1.5% bump while many of you are losing your businesses and maybe you've lost your jobs. Uh, the state employees, all just across the board, you know, social service, uh, state police, legislative employees, the judiciary employees, uh, higher ed employees, uh, K-12 through employees, they're getting a 1.5% bump. Uh, I don't think any of them face any kind of furloughs or layoffs. I had three separate emails going to the state personnel office. And the woman in charge of the state personnel office is now working for the Biden administration. She she lit out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I never heard back. They wouldn't talk to me. I, I sent them a, a month ago or so questions about, you know, have you asked the bargaining units, the American Federation of State County Municipal Employees, the union bosses, maybe, you know, 
people are really hurting out there in New Mexico, maybe give back some of those benefits, maybe you have a little higher copay or you contribute a little more to your health care premium, uh, they won't talk to me at all. One thing uh, is for sure that they will be, as of uh, July 1st, when the new fiscal year begins, state employees will be getting a 1.5% bump. Now, the judges and magistrates will not be getting a 1.5% pay bump. They'll be getting a 3.5% pay bump. And because of those legislative workers, they had such a tough session. I mean, it was very tough up there, facing down that Rona germ around every corner. Uh, they're getting a $300 payment, a one-time payment, and that $300 payment was supported by all the Republicans in both the House and the Senate who cast votes for that. Uh, a number of uh, two senators, Republican senators, voted for that $64 million bill for the pay hike for state employees. And more than half of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted for pay hikes for state employees while you are out there in the wor- real world uh, trying to make a living. It reminded me of some, a story that came out earlier this year. The Hobbs Municipal School District down in our, our beloved southeast corner all the certified staff, so that's not just teachers, that's principals and vice principals and all sorts of administrative folks. They're getting a $1,000 bonus for their particularly hard year not having to go to work. Uh, it, was, it was a unanimous decision by the board members of Hobbs Municipal Schools. They're getting a $1,000 bonus. I checked the unemployment rate in Lee County. Of course, Hobbs is at the center of Lee County. We was a year ago, January 2020. It was only uh, 4.5%. The unemployment rate in Lee County is now 14%, uh, 13%, I'm sorry. It's almost tripled from 45 to 13%. People out there laid off in the oil patch down in the Permian, and the certified educrats in the school district for Hobbs are getting a $1,000 pay bonus, uh, a little bit like our year-long pay bonus, uh, 1.5% for most and 3.5% for state judges and state magistrates. Um, kind of makes you think that maybe life in the public sector in New Mexico really isn't like life in the real world for most of us in New Mexico. It really is a sort of Disneyland <laughs> out. A, uh, a great article, and I think most importantly is you can see the comparison in, in the unemployment rate. Uh, the Lee County unemployment rate, can that be right? 13.5%? Uh, 13 even. It was 14.5 a year ago, and of course the oil implosion. And, you know, oil's coming back, and maybe a lot of those folks will be hired back, but as of January... That unemployment rate in our Lee County uh, produces a lot of revenue for this state, uh, makes taxes lower for the rest of us with all that oil coming in uh, at 13%. Meanwhile, the Board of Education there is unanimously giving $1,000 little gimmies to all certified staff in the school district. It's almost like it's two different worlds, folks, isn't it? Two different worlds. So the implosion (sighs) created uh, what seemed to be like a 300% growth in unemployment over a two-month period. From January to about April, is that about right? Uh, that, that was year to year, uh, January tw- 2020, January 2021. Oh, okay, I misunderstood yep. you. I, yep. I thought you said it yep. was 13% also Because you've got, to, you've got to compare uh, month to month year, uh, between years because sure. it's not seasonally oh, yeah, adjusted, yeah. so it's you know, all technical. So we're comparing apples to apples. Basically, from the start of 2020, uh, unemployment rate, uh, moving on that one year later to 2021, it's almost tripled in Lee County. Folks are really hurting down there. But if you're a certified staffer and educrat, you get your $1,000 check, so... Sixty, uh, what, sixty-two thousand jobs lost in the oil and gas industry yep. over the last year in one form or another. Yep. Uh, yep. Formerly one hundred thousand people plus uh, employed in the oil and gas industry. Really, our largest uh, private sector uh, growth and um, revenue source, and has been completely, for the most part, pretty much eliminated. And did you happen to see the in inset of the 
Albuquerque Journal, how they were talking. It's an editorial. i, I got to grab it for you. Okay. In fact, uh, I'm going to have you keep the audience busy. I'm going to grab it because it's, it's kind of disgusting. They were praising Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you praise a woman who's presided over the fourth worst unemployment rate in the United States? I think currently you really were at 8.7%. Mm-hmm. And I feel for more than anything else, the people, a lot of your customers, Rudy, a lot of the restaurants out there, you got they only get to eat what they kill. Competition in that sector, in the restaurant it's sector. Huge. How many people are trying to sell you food every day in this in the state and all over? Um, folks really, really hurt. And I've been, you know, frankly, I've been trying to get out there more and, and support the restaurants now that so many more of them are, are opening back up. I got to get to Taco Tote. Taco Tote. My Scottish brother-in-law is listening to me right now, and he's just dreaming of tacos at that place when he can get back here. But of course. He's probably going to have to, like my sister, his wife, they're probably going to have to take the vaccine or they won't be allowed on the plane. Yeah, Qantas said that. Qantas uh, said that. definitely yeah. uh, get into that. Governor makes a good pitch to the feds for oil and gas credit. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens when you don't have good journalism. Although it was hardly surprising, President Joe Biden's moratorium on new oil and gas leasing on federal lands announced his first week in office, sent shockwaves through the industry along with states like New Mexico. They act like we're the victims. Let's not forget, she's the one who chose to do this, along with several all Democrat legislatures and uh, seven Republicans who joined on board with her Energy Transition Act. Whether it's this year or 2045, it really makes no difference. The fact is, is that it's happening. And she should be responsible instead of the Albuquerque Journal bailing her out on that decision, saying she's doing a good job representing New Mexico. I mean, it's just more BS. But that was in this morning's Albuquerque Journal in the uh, editorial section. Let's check on uh, the users of uh, oil and gas or cars out there in traffic. Rudy, let's go. All right, and as we put things together, we're going to start with the weather. While uh, it looks really nice out there right now, we got some snow coming over the next couple of days, late tomorrow and all day Wednesday. Significant, they tell us, by Wednesday with over a 50% chance of that happening. Uh, right now, not too terribly bad. It is uh, 43 in Los Alamos, 58 at Sandia National Labs, and it is 57 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, the drive looking pretty much improved as you make your way on I-25 southbound. Basically, uh, into the interchange, no real delays. If you're uh, westbound on Paseo, yeah, it is going to be slow for you on that west end as you make your way out of the petroglyphs on over to Rainbow. Uh, but that's kind of the typical for the night right now. And still a little bit sloppy on uncertain northbound coming away from uh, Rust Medical Center through Cabazon on up to Southern. This traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, providing companion care at reasonable rates for your folks. And these are really good people. They're ready to help out with any of the household services, the mobile assistance, even meal preparation. That's a great thing. Cognitive assistance, just amazing people, always there to help. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as pay clients. And you can connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. And good, good people over there, the people who run everything, Tom. You know, uh, Rudy, I was looking at things over the weekend. You know how long they've been on? I would say uh, close to the beginning, wasn't it? Uh, six and a half years they've been Wow. On. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible how long they've been on. And it just, it's it's great. So many of our advertisers, you know, they've been, uh, you know, helping us. We've been helping them. And, uh, folks, there's never been a better time to advertise. And you definitely want to go ahead and reach out and uh, talk to Rudy about that. And all you have to do is... Text me directly, 550-5500. That's 550-5500 if you guys want to go ahead and uh, 
get involved with uh, advertising here in the Kiva and reach 1.3 million people. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive on in to the Rock of Talk. I'm hit the phone. There it is. became my favorite car. You know I'm not a car guy. No, you're you not. Know, I just don't care about vehicles. For whatever reason, I just don't. I just never got into cars, never was into them, but uh, the Austin Healey that he's driving in that in that video, that became my car. Um, and it's just a small little two-seater. It's sort of, uh, you know, the nearest movie that you can compare it to is going to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be the close yeah. to the, the 1955 <laughs> Ferrari GT California. <laughs> the great uh, little... Oh, so many memories from the 80s. But uh, that band actually broke up in 1992 uh, on this day. So, uh, here's for fears, and everyone wants to rule the world. Let's uh, race through the... News for the day, if we can, 550-5500. Of course, you can find our conservative color. i got to say, Dow, the stuff that you put involved in the, the day in history, I almost feel like you're just, it's just calling my name. 1508, Ferdinand II, King of Aragon. There we are. Commissioned Amerigo Vespucci. What do we know about Amerigo? Uh, we'll let Rudy answer that because I already know Dowd can. I don't know. Oh, come on. Dowd, do you want to go ahead and uh, fill him in? It's where we get the name America. Ah! Yay! You didn't know that? Go to America. 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 Italian yeah, America. Yeah. Does anybody, does anyone, I, I know that there was America Ferreira? Ferreira? Oh, or yes. whatever her name was. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is it, what, what is her name? She was, uh. Ferreira? I think Let's that's see. what it was. Yeah, so. And there goes the Dow 3000. Yeah, there it goes. She's right around. Yes, yeah. yes. But nobody names their, their, I've never heard one. I've heard Domenico. But I've never heard America. Honduran American. Honduran American. There you go. Voice actress, producer, and director. I love all these performers when they say they're director. You know, you you did one twenty minute short film that was submitted to you know a, a festival somewhere. <laughs> right. You're known as being an actor or an actress. Come on, stop with the director. Amerigo Vespucci, chief navigator of the Spanish Empire. And it was uh, the King of Aragon. There you go. Uh, 1630, the Massachusetts Bay Colony outlawed the possession of cards, dice, and gaming tables. <laughs> and uh, there there went the uh, start. Uh, no fun allowed in New England, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it's still true. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Uh, 1794, the Slave Trade Act banned the export of slaves from the United States. It prohibits American citizens from outfitting a ship for the purpose of importing slaves. So uh, the Arab League founded on this day in 45 in Cairo. And then uh, Carl Walenda, you should watch the film on this, 78, died after falling off a tightrope suspended between two hotels 
in Puerto Rico. You might remember the uh, the man uh, who walked between on tightrope between the twin towers. Yeah, French guy. Yeah, uh, the way his it's an amazing movie. Uh, I can't think of the documentary. Name of it. Yeah, Man yeah. on a Wire or something. Yeah, like there's that? Man on the Wire. There it is. You nailed it. So I can I always know I can go to the Dow three thousand. And I'm glad you're getting referred to out there. <laughs> as I don't the, take uh, it as an insult. I take it oh, as a compliment. Oh, that's nice. That felt good. <laughs> uh, no deaths. Uh, was it today and yes. yesterday? Yeah, exactly. No deaths. There we are. We, we're past it, folks. Lockdowns will continue. Lockdowns will continue. <laughs> the punishments and the beatings <laughs> will continue right. until morale that's improves. Right. Yep. 176 new COVID-19 cases. And the number of infections is thought to be far higher than reported because many people have not been tested. And studies suggest that people can be infected with the virus without even feeling sick. Uh, um, sadly, a man died in a house fire. Authorities say no other injuries reported. And the cause of the fire is under investigation. But there was another man found in the house. Is that that's correct? One made it out and one didn't. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, check all that. Uh, nationally, Biden aims prevent, to prevent border crossings from swamping the agenda. Joe Biden said Sunday that he will, quote-unquote, at some point go to the border and that he knows what is going on with the border facilities. I can tell you, he does not know what's going on in his own White House at this point. Uh, Tom Reed, accused of misconduct, will retire. He got a, he got a bit handsy. I mean, man, just to- talk about a guy just going to work. He's like putting her hand on her back and then unsnapping her bra. Oh, my. Reed said in a statement of the incident involving then-lobbyist Nicolette Davis. Occurred at a time in my life in which I was struggling. <laughs> you weren't struggling with unsnapping her bra. He said he entered treatment a year and realized he was powerless over alcohol. There you go. And you're going to love our ten questions. Uh, I've already gone through them, and I have I have answers for Dowd because I feel like he's really drilling me, and I love that. Yes. Uh, year into lockdowns, veterans halls. Barely hanging on. This is sad. Yeah. Uh, this is the v- I, I grew up in a VFW. Did I tell you this? Oh, wow. Yeah, up, uh, up Lomas. My nana, my thought, used to take me. Friday nights was the Post 13. Saturday nights was the VFW. Okay. Post 13 up uh, right behind the... You know, Rudy, I'm sure you've yes. been to the Post 13, right? Yep. Mom and Dad all the time, yep. yeah. Yeah, dancing, hanging out. Oh, wow. Big bingo halls. Yeah. Right and it was very popular yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, it was always going to Long John Silver's on Saturday... So we went to church, then we went to Long John Silver's, and then we uh, head, headed straight for the VFW on a Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then the Christmas events that they had yeah. every year. Yep. You'd get these big... You remember those old red nets with that had all those hard candies and uh, peanuts yeah, yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We so looked forward to going. <laughs> and we'd wait in line to go see Santa Claus, and they brought us in. And the sm- I can still smell that. <laughs> I literally can still smell that giant hole. Uh, that was there, but I love the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and of course the uh, the post. Local veterans groups argue that their facilities aren't simply a private watering hole and should have been allowed to reopen sooner. In New Bedford, Massachusetts, I got to say that that's where the real blue collar guys go. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the real real whaling town. <laughs> uh, yeah, VFW uh, Post Thirty Two Sixty dissolved and sold off its hall during the pandemic. Post leaders say. The group fell victim to years of declining membership in a facility it simply couldn't maintain with no revenue coming in. The Post 99 still going strong, Rudy? Do you know? I don't. Up there, right by the uh, fairgrounds. I know that that's there. You know, when I went to Boys Nation, you know who so, you know who sponsored me? It was the 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 one of the the posts. The post up on uh, I want to say like Eubank and I think it is the 99 actually. There's two different ones. It's like Eubank and uh, Manal. Text me in the number. What that that post is. 
Yeah, but they paid for my trip. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, slain spa workers and customers mourned by family. Police have charged 21-year-old man with a killing, saying he was solely responsible for the deadliest U.S. mass shooting since 2019. Uh, currently, a mass shooting happening in Boulder, Colorado. Do we know anything at all? It's there's people, even a now. lot of reckless statements, and 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 uh, somebody's reporting six dead. Nothing official has been released. You know, something when it's so new, uh, you can't trust anything coming out when it's when it's so fresh like yeah. this. So. All right, uh, attack on uh, here globally or in Rome, I should say, amor. Attack on kissing men fuels push for Italy hate crime law. Interesting. Rome's mayor and the area's governor joined other politicians in denouncing the attack and pressing for hate crime laws. I thought everybody kissed men, women. I mean, I thought that was why uh, Italy, Italy yeah, had such Italy. a big right. spread. I didn't realize that they had um, such a difficulty in all of I, I love Italy because men stay living with their mothers forever until like their 50s and they do their laundry farm and they just never, you know, it has one of the lowest birth rates in the world. It's, <laughs> it's a very unique place. <laughs> You know, if you don't want to grow up, Italy is a great place to live. Uh, mama and her cookies. <laughs> Why would you leave? <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into our Rock of Talk questions of the day. Uh, by the way, the Austin Healy. Uh, you guys are loving that. Let me read the text real quick. Uh, Post 49. Thank you. Look at that. You guys are, I love you guys. Uh, Eddie, let's just call HR1 Bill the Bill Democrats are proposing by its real name, House Racist Bill. And people should call your legislators to vote no. Yeah, they should vote less. Post-99 is closed for good and building is for sale. Oh, Eric. Eric wrote that in. That's sad. Ah, Post-49. You guys are awesome. Uh, Michael says, no no bridge over river. How about a tube tunnel under the river? That'll never happen. Hyperloop. We don't have the engineering for that. Last night, the Ground Zero had a good segment on weather geoengineering. Okay. Oh, wow. Look, my buddy, John Menacucci, is actually named John Americo Menacucci. Oh, and that's from his dad. Ops is uh, listening. Uh, how's it going, John Menacucci? Great family. There you go. We're talking about the Italians. Uh, you know, one of the best Italian families here in town. Uh, absolutely love them. Great people. We, of course, have had Menacucci Insurance Agency. I think they've been on for like eight years. They have lots Forever. of kids. John, I don't know how many he has. Joe has, I think he just has three or four. I mean, they have so many kids. Uh, and then Brian, Brian, he sells insurance along with, and Mark is his dad, and they're, they're, everyone is, you know, but they went to Hope. Uh, the other ones went to Pius. And uh, Brian, I think, like, has eight or nine kids. I'm not even kidding. And everybody, it's it's beautiful. Good I Catholic family. It. Yeah, there it is. Good Catholics. <laughs> we used to play them Holy Ghost versus Fatima, and then Fatima always beat us. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Fatima was good, but St. Mary's is where it's at. You know, I, I coasted, I, uh, excuse me, coached the ghost, Holy Ghost, for a while. I, I heard that. I did not yeah, know I told that. You, but I was yeah. a basketball coach. I love that. Then uh, I got into it with uh, the late uh, Kelvin Scarborough on uh, on the court, uh, coaching against him. And all. We were we were buddies afterwards. But I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my kids and do whatever we possibly can. We were doing baseball passes up and down. <laughs> you know, oh. it was just kind of anyway. No worries, I sent you because I know you don't. Krispy Kreme Donuts, we'd like to show our sweet support to those of you who have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Starting today, bring your COVID-19 vaccine card to Oh, my gosh. Disgusting. I'm just, I'm so disgusted. And did they that. say that you get to do that every day for the rest of the year? Did I hear that correctly? I don't know. I just know I won't go to Krispy Kreme. I'm Creams done today. with Krispy Kreme. I'll never have another Me one now. Too. Uh, hi, Eddie. Thank you for airing President Trump's interview. It was so nice to hear him again. I've missed him. Yeah. Oh, my. There we go. 
Dan said, number one, Asians are considered white allies who must be peeled away. Two, the CCP will have no reason to protect their nationals. Not sure I understood that. Uh, Eddie, the Shining City is not gold. It is silver. Tarnishes easily can be shined again, but it could also have the finish destroyed. It was great to get out on Saturday, make some friends, and put some elbow grease into that shine. Yay, Eddie, banned. You're banned on YouTube. That's an endorsement. We must confuse truth with the facts at every moment. Um, Fauci is up to his face mask with the gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Grisham Lab. Uh, here's the... <laughs> The newspaper cover, it says, Beijing seizes upon Fauci's calls for solidarity to push COVID-19 propaganda. Believe in the science. Uh, hi, Eddie. Did Fox News get rid of Lou Dobbs? Yes, they did. He's one of President Trump's biggest supporters. Yes. I haven't heard a word about it, but he's no longer on the 5 p.m. slot. Thanks, Pat. Yep, they got rid of him, what, two months ago? Two months now? ago, yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Biden may have forgotten where he is and what he is saying, but I'm sure he hasn't forgotten how to grope and sniff girls. Good one. Uh, let's see, Eddie. I was at the open New Mexico rally at the corner of Southern and Patriarco. I was privileged to meet Dowd and shake his hand. We had lots of supporting horn honks, a fair number of California salutes, and one thorough cursing. You know, my life got threatened. That's from Tom. Thanks, Tom, for uh, oh. checking in. Yeah, I, two people threatened my life without their youth, and they were playing their music. They, there's this song that they, they play. It's a rap song, and it's F. Trump, F. Trump. Look it up. Don't Too busy it. looking up Krispy Kreme. Rudy, you're right. It's every day for the rest of the year if you sh if you show them your vaccine vaccine card. So I'm just going to take somebody else's vaccine card and go get my free donut every day and screw well, them, out, just screw them out of the money. Let me see if I understand something. I can get a free donut if I get the vaccine. Yep. So I'm going to get bigger and worse in my health by right, going right, there every right. day yes. than if I don't I'll get my a vaccine. comorbidity that will, that will make me sick. What the heck? <laughs> All right. Let's do the ten questions that uh, Dowd as prepared specifically for me because I read them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of these and are in but not exclusively. I, I almost feel like everyone is just like something else Dowd wants to know. You should also know that I don't really talk to Dowd outside of work. We only talk well, pretty I mean, much these, these on questions the are based on the Daily Blast. I don't, I don't yes, pull one out of nowhere. They're all you know, tied to our actual content. Uh, we're going to kick off number one. Does Joe Biden know anything about immigration or border security? Neither. And he hasn't been to the border. Nothing. Uh, given the representative who's stepping down for the bra unhooking is an addiction to alcohol a legitimate excuse for improper behavior? No. No. People say it's a and disease. No, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. No, I'm sorry, honey, I got drunk. No. Okay. Not an excuse. Uh, we talked about this earlier from my sister and brother-in-law, even me, when I go to hopefully see the boy someday back east. If forced to take the vaccine in order to travel by air, will you take the vaccine? No. No. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I've never, I've never left the states. Just the thought of kid, missing I, I, I that child's in, high school graduation just kills me. I left yeah, in, I, I lived just... in Mexico for a little while, and I have zero intent on going overseas. I have, I have to do something in order to do it. Okay. Unless I understand that there is going to be no risk to me whatsoever, but it is an mRNA. We're a long way yeah. from no risk when yeah. it comes to that thing. My goodness. Uh, well, as we discussed earlier, do you think COVID nineteen lockdowns are really spelling the the end, the death sentence for veterans halls that we heard earlier was were huge part of the culture here in Albuquerque. It's kind of sad. It's hard to make the linkage that's there, but given the lockdown and that people have resorted to drinking at home instead of going out, now we have it delivered. You know, whatever New Mexico can mess up, we certainly did that, and people don't realize just the rampant alcoholism that that is going to cause now that you can deliver it, mm -hmm. right? I just think it's a bad idea all the way around. When you uh, have to actually go out and Uber... And Ubers are quite expensive. Yeah, and do yeah, it, yeah. You're going to be more responsible. Plus, you're in a public place where someone who is literally given 
um, you know, has some sort of state uh, agency that's covering him, and he's responsible for serving you your drinks. He's going to know when you had too much. Most people don't know when they've had too much. Mm -hmm. uh, very quickly, uh, will Albuquerque's new police chief reduce crime in the Duke no, City? No, definitely not. Okay. And he's responsible for the death of a 14-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. He found that out. And good press uh, and good protests that are out there on that. Yeah. Uh, it is Reese Witherspoon's birthday. Favorite Reese Witherspoon movie. Election, election, election. So good. I finally I saw it a couple months ago for the first time. Amazing. Excellent. Film. Yeah. Uh, well, he throws that soda at their limo at the end. It's so great. Um, I, do, I do like American Psycho, but... Uh, very small role there. She's yeah. in... Yeah, very, yeah. very, very. And uh, based on our anniversary of the breakup of Tears for Fears, uh, uh, is it a fact, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody wants to rule the world? Only Dems. Ooh! You know, I, 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 something I could tell you, you know, I have no propensity, and I think you know this because I'm not a command and control guy, right. surprisingly. Right. Right. Like, right. I, I know that everybody would see me as somebody who would be wanting to rule the world. Yeah, they'd That's be wrong. everyone's perception, and you'd, like, yeah. have no idea that I could care less about that. I like, I like running this radio uh, station. Science fiction author Robert Heinlein said there's only two types of people, uh, people who want to control other people and people who don't want to control other people. <laughs> I'm in the second category as a, as a proud I'm libertarian. In the second, yeah. yes, yes. Well, and it's something that uh, you either have or you don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember, all the order comes out of that chaos. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, I the Daily Blast will be in your inbox if you sign up at rockoftalk.chat. There we go. And Eddie, a quick thing for yes. you. I don't know Bill if you knew this. Oh. <laughs> I'll get it tomorrow. Bill Bill Riley. Riley. Thank you.